What's going on, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned into another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Man, a lot going on in the world right now, guys. <sighs> a lot going on in the world. I know some of you guys may feel overwhelmed with emotion at this time, and that's normal. That's completely normal. I know sometimes I feel that way, too. But I highly encourage you guys during this time of quarantine, if you guys got extra time on your hands, you know, try and find a positive outlet for all this emotion that you're feeling right now. And that's just something I, you know, strongly encourage for all you guys to do during this quarantine because it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel lonely, whatever you're feeling right now uh, with the coronavirus, with the different police shootings going on the past couple weeks. Man, it's it's, a crazy world we're living in. And I feel like I've said this multiple times, even dating back to when I was in college and had the radio show. But nonetheless, you know, the show must continue. And before we get into this week's show, I know it's a little bit longer show, so I'm going to try and keep this intro quicker. Really quick, shout out to Generic Sports for producing the instruments on the background. Check out check out his work on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Twitter, Instagram. Just search up Generic Sports. Also, check out my man Vince Correa. He designed the Mike and I logo that you're seeing in your screen. He also comes up or designs the, uh, the graphics that go into the Mike and I Instagram page. If you're on Instagram, go follow at my period Mike and period I. One more time, that's at my period Mike and period I. That's the podcast Instagram page. I have a lot of fun with that page. I interact with fans on that page, ask polls, you know, and that's a great way to reach out to me too. If you're interested in being on the show, whether you're an artist, athlete, uh, local business owner from Orange County or the Southern California, even if you're just from California in general, you know, reach out to me and we can see if we can work out, uh, work out something to where you can become a future guest. Now, there's a few promo codes I want to get through too. Um, as some of you guys know, I write for Locker Room Sports and I want to advertise uh, our new promotion that we have for them is Popple. The Popples is essentially, it's a, uh, a digital business card for your phone. It's an attachment that goes onto the back of your phone. And what you do is you can program it to have whatever you want. So let's say you're an artist, you have an Instagram page, you also have a website. You can program those two things to come up first. And let's say instead of handing out a business card to someone that you meet at a bar, party, park, uh, meeting, whatever it may be, you can just have the tap your back of the phone with the popple onto someone else's back of the phone. And they don't need it at all. They don't need a popple whatsoever, but they'll get um, automatically on their screen, whatever website or whatever you program to have on your popple, that's what they'll get on their screen. So it's really convenient. Like I said, it's pretty much a digital new age business card for so it's great for young entrepreneurs young ceos digital creators like myself for podcasters youtubers all that kind of good stuff use promo code locker at popple.co again that's promo code locker for 20 percent off at popple.co also wanted to promote phoenixfit.com if you use promo code my mike and i with the letter n so my mic, the letter N, I, can get 15% off on every single purchase. And it's a fitness supplement brand. So they have a lot of dope fitness supplements from your pre-workouts, post-workouts, BCAAs, and much more. They also have some really cool gear, fitness gear, as well as they restock up on the shelves. Now that quarantine's starting to ease back up, they'll have a little bit more out and available on their website. And the best thing that I always mention when I talk about this website Every purchase you make, they donate a gallon of water to people in need all across the globe globe through their live program. So be sure to go check out their website, PhoenixFit, that's F-N-X-F-I-T.com, and use promo code MyMikeAndI with the letter N for 15% off on every single purchase. All right, so boom, now that we've gotten all that stuff taken out of the way, now let's get into this week's show, episode 107, and the guest for this week's show is none other than 
Maserati shells. Now, Maserati has a lot going on. There's no one specific thing I can uh, label him as. He makes music. He's a co-founder of 8182 Entertainment. He hosts the Talking with Maserati podcast. It's a vlog series up on YouTube as well. So he does a lot of different things. He's a content creator getting into the digital media, but he also has a rapping background too. He comes from San Antonio. We talk about you know, growing up in San Antonio and then moving to Orange County, living in Anaheim. He got in a lot of trouble too. He's very open about that, his criminal background, but then wanting to, you know, come clean, start 8182, his rap career, and much, much more. We also talk about hood mentality in the youth, whether it's, um, you know, like kid, the middle school age that I work with, but also he mentors young adults as well. He works with a lot of different artists too. We talk about the music scene in Orange County. We talk about a whole lot. So before I spoil too much of it, without further ado, hope you enjoy the conversation between Maserati Shells and myself. Oh, he's a Raider fan. Oh, my God. Nah, nah, okay, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. We're in enemy territory. <laughs> you uh, Dallas? Or? No, Dallas. Uh, Cowboys? Yeah. Nah, I like the Panthers. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're trying to do some big things. They got rid of Cam. Man, I don't know if that's a big thing, though. That's... Yeah, he was injury prone, bro. You just, trust me, he's not going to have that season ever again. He's not, but I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is any better, you know? Are you serious? I, I don't think he's better than Cam. Then right wow. now. I don't know. I wouldn't say better either. Though. Yeah. Look what he did with the Saints. If, if, if I know. But those are like. Look what he did with was, the Vikings. That, that was with Sean Payton. But look what he did with the Vikings. He hasn't proved his worth. He has, but I think if you get a 90% healthy cam, I know he'll never be 100% healthy, but if you get 90% healthy cam, I think he's better than You know Teddy. why they got Terry Bridgewater? Let's just keep it real. He kind of mimics cam. A little bit. Big, big quarterback. He doesn't run as much. He's not a strong yeah, runner, he, and he's not a strong passer. Cam right. has a very strong pass. Right. But what happened with Cam is, after the year, his high, his biggest year going to the Super Bowl, and his yeah. team let him down, that next year they was sacking him so much, getting hurt, that his shoulder never healed. Yeah. And he st- once he had in his mind to stop running, it was a wrap. Yeah, and they talk. They don't talk about it as much as uh, they do with Andrew Luck because Andrew Luck took a lot of punishment his first couple years. But because the Panthers are a small organization, man, they they tore up Cam because they had poor offensive line, nothing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing with the Panthers. I remember the Panthers when they had Chris Smith. Yeah, Chris C. Smith. C. Smith. Yeah. yeah, and they were growing. That when they grew, when he took them that high that quick, they were expecting that. Like no. They still got my boy McCaffrey, and who else did they get? They got um, I think they dropped somebody else beside. Two young guys. They got yeah. Derek Brown. Derek they, got, Brown. they got all defense this year. Yeah. So last year, I mean, Luke retired. You know, they let go Eric Reed. <clears throat> so yeah. you know, it's like a completely revamped, revamped. rebuild. And if they went with the rebuild, I would have been like, okay, fine, we're gonna probably lose. But I feel like Teddy Bridgewater is that six to nine game winning quarterback. Yeah. So you're gonna be like five hundred again just to. Like well, a, a, you know, the problem is here's the real problem. You're the Panthers, and the Bucks have oh, yeah. Tom Brady and and Gronk. Gr- 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like we're fucked. Yeah, Mike Evans, Gronk, and Tom Brady. That's all you need. Yeah, so neat. Yeah, and the Saints are still good. Falcons are still like relative. Nah, you know, Falcons nah. are done. Falcons nah. are done. Saints are done. Yeah, you think Saints are done? He's old, bro. Breeze. Breeze old. Yeah, he, it, it is not old. Old. I think me and Breeze might be the same age, low key. I'm gonna keep it real. <laughs> we might be the same age. Football. Yeah, he's but he's he's taking so many beatings, bro. He's old and Saints have given away too many pieces. Yeah. Like the, when they get when they let go of Jimmy Graham, I was like, Oh, they're done. Yeah. You're done for that. Mm-hmm. Just like I couldn't believe you know, like uh Packers are gonna lose Rodgers, man. They they 
You draft a quarterback. Two years? A year or two, he's gone. He's gone. He, yeah. He's gone. Like, mm-hmm. we, can, we can talk about sports, too. We can go. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm leaving this part in, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. But um, with, with Packers, I just think, like, one, we got their quarterback that they won the Super Bowl with. We got him. Yeah. We got him. So, I'm happy with that. I just think that they're not keeping, like, that's what I love about basketball. Basketball was sacrificed to keep a dynasty together. Football is like, one bad season? Yeah. Get up out of here. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, it's harsher on the body. Mm-hmm. It's harsher on the body. Oh, so, 100%. it's like, but so you look at the Aaron Rodgers. You look at the Drew Brees. Like, how long have you been in the league? Yeah. I'm, like, one hit. You know, like, uh, uh, Peyton Manning, that was a miracle. Mm-hmm. But let's keep real with Peyton Manning. It was looking fishy. Like, no one could touch him. If you touched him, it was a flag. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Different kind of respect. Different kind of respect. Yeah. Like, we're talking about Andrew Luck. I don't think Andrew Luck took too many sacks and got hurt too much. I think Andrew Luck had too much hype. Mm. And they thought he was going to do what Tony Dungy and Peyton Manning did there when he didn't have the pieces. Yeah. He had T.Y. Hilton. Well, who else? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. The defense, trash. And they're in an easy, I feel like in an easy. Yeah, AFC South, not good. No, it's, it's <laughs> trash. Who from the AFC South has done anything? Nothing. Nobody. No, no one. <laughs> you have the you have the division that you can go to the like like you were here. Yeah. You know, we're here. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think um man, I don't I don't see nobody beating the Chiefs. No, no, not and I I I think no one in the NFC will beat the 49ers. I, I would bet on 49ers Chiefs, mm-hmm. especially if if COVID affects their training camp and like you know, I like I like the Bucks, but it's a new offense that Brady and Gronk has to learn with a new coach. So I think that'll hurt any player, any team with new players. It's going to hurt them if it COVID-19. It takes, yeah. money. it takes money. Yeah. Only thing that makes me scary, bro, about Tom Brady, bro, I remember. <laughs> I remember when Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Yeah. Like, who the fuck they finna put in? Because I, I had a best friend, Andrew. He loved the Patriots when it was Bledsoe. Yeah. And they put Tom Brady in and he went. Yeah. And Tom Brady's different. Tom Brady, like. We don't see it, but Tom Brady's right now calling his team and like oh, let's yeah, work, sure. let's work. It, it's the the season's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. That's how he thinks. He's Mister Football. Mm-hmm. He's like the Jordans. He likes the Kobe. He's like the Mike Tyson. So honestly, bro, I see because it's the uh, NFC NFC South. So let's see, Panthers, Atlanta, him, and who else? Who's Saints. Saints. Saint. Yeah, so walk. He's he's walking. To, he's walking to the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I now, think so. Wild card, maybe. Wild card. He loves the wild card. Yeah, like like he <laughs> he loves that. So um, with us like Dallas, man, I, we're fucked over. I don't know what the fuck's going on. With us. <laughs> we have the team to go with the coach, but I'm kind of nervous with this Dak Prescott wanting all this money and yeah. like, saying no. And when they went and got Andy Dalton, it was like, oh shit. Yeah, this is a quarterback who can with this offensive line. He can win. He can win. You got what? CD Lamb, and then you got fucking Mari Mari Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Then we got a little bit of defense help too. It's cr- so yeah. I think, I think next if the season happens, mm-hmm. we might see the first in history of NF. Well, has anyone went back to back same teams to go play again for two Super Bowls back to back? Yeah, the Bill, the Bills and the Cowboys did it. Did it. Um, the nineties. Yeah. It was the, the first two, right? Emmitt Smith. Yeah, with the uh, first two. Right. It was the first two. We played the Bills twice. Yeah, because the Bills ninety three. 93, yeah, 93-94. I think we're going to see that again because the Chiefs didn't change nothing. They only added some. Yeah, they added. <laughs> I don't know, man. Mm. And the 49ers, even though they got rid of that defensive line, they drafted another good rookie. Uh, Guap, Guap, cost. Guap. The boy Guap, I think he learned. Yeah. He learned, like, because I personally feel he tried to do it himself. Because yeah. all the antagonizing, you're not Brady. and you're He is, though. 
But, but you don't I, need to be to win a Super listen, Bowl. I think if I won two Super Bowls behind Tom Brady, I'm fuck you. I got two Super Bowls. Fuck you. I'm paid. Yeah. But you got your team all the way to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. without Brady or Belichick. It's okay. Right. That's the thing. He doesn't have to be as an elite passer. Yeah. I don't know why, and it, I think it goes on the coach too, but I mean, in that NFC Championship game against the Vikings, they, they only had him pass like 10, 12 times. And if you win that way, who cares? They who knew cares? he was, look, his yeah. whole team knew he was suspect. Yeah. They're like, listen, man, <laughs> we're going to run this ball down their throat. Yeah. And we're going to D up real hard. Right. Sherman got it. Don't yeah. worry, Sherman team got it. Yeah. He he got in that game. They got in his head. I watched the, the pregame. I was like, oh, they got in his head. Mm-hmm. The interview was about, so what are you going to do? No, I could throw. I'm good. And he's trying to laugh it off, trying to, oh, smile. Okay. Bro. Yeah. Here. Here. Here, right? I should tell, I should tell all the time, watch the game. Tony Romo, why are you fucking, pa- why are you passing? Just give it to the fucker. Right. Like, you know how many times we, I've watched Mario fucking. Mario Barber and. Yeah, like, and I, now, even recently, like a couple years ago, I tell, uh, with, um, when we were just barely getting into wild card or whatever, because we won our division, I'd be like, why is Dak passing? Mm-hmm. Give it to Elliot, let him run up the middle. No one's stopping him. Yeah. Remember when they were both uh, competing for MVP? Yeah. In Rookie of the Year? Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. That's what I don't like about like like the NFL, how it shifted to such a quarterback-driven league. But you could win like the way the 49ers got to the Super Bowl, even the way the Titans kind of had their model last year, just run the ball with... Ryan Tannehill is not a Super Bowl. You wouldn't say Ryan Tannehill is an elite quarterback, but he's good enough to where I think he could take your team far if you have a star-studded backfield like that, you know? He, he kind of surprised me last year. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was <laughs> like, they could have won that. Yeah, easily could have. I'm telling you right now, they could have. That's what that's what thing people don't understand. The term any given Sunday came from in football. Mm-hmm. It could be two minutes left, and you do a dumb throw, interception for pick six. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, oh, the worst thing I think of a time was time management. Mm-hmm. They didn't, But Tannehill, don't sleep on Tannehill. He's mm-hmm. better than Mariota. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's better than Mariota. That he is. <laughs> so, so, like, I tell people, man, like, that's one, of my, that's one thing I miss about. I feel like we're not going to have Sundays no more. That was my Sunday. I'm yeah. waking up, 10.30 game. I'm on. Right. And, like, I'll text him. or I'll be, like, hitting the or Like, if I don't like your team, I'll be, like, with your sorry-ass team. Right. That's football. Mm-hmm. And football is always more exciting than basketball because even though they're kind of the same length in time, mm-hmm. it's just the, how shit changes and how yeah. you watch. Like, you can really see a quarterback get hit. What happened with the quarterback-driven League is just the money and the and then the fame. Yeah, and like without a quarterback, you can't do shit. Mm-mm. You can change receivers. You don't need a receiver. You, you can run. You can see the receivers on San Francisco weren't that good. Mm-mm. They were pat. They had the what was the dude running back name? I forgot the dude's name. The uh, the, the running back Mostert. Yeah, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, Look undrafted. What he did. Yeah, yeah, undrafted. Just killing. I think who fucked off the quarterback thing recently was um what's the fuck's name at, at fucking uh, Minnesota. Cousins? Yeah, that oh, man that yeah. took the guarantee, like, 100-something yeah. million. Like, yeah, now everybody all guaranteed, wants, too. All guaranteed. Now everybody wants guaranteed. I want guaranteed. I want guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So, right now, to me, it's like, it's no longer about the sports. And they changed the title to sports entertainment. So, we all know that. What's the, what's the number one jersey? It was um for last year. Fuck. Uh, oh, I couldn't tell you. I forgot, I, I forgot the dude's name, but it, it's whoever says Lamar Jackson. Was it Lamar Jackson? I think it was Lamar, yeah. like Lamar Jackson. And he was up there. He yeah, because be the little Raven thing he was doing, like mm-hmm. he was going crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it was Lamar Jackson. Then they went to Guapalo for a minute. Yeah. It's always about the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever it comes to drafting, the first one's quarterback. Right. Receiver, running back. Sometimes linebacker, depending if he got a Heisman. Yeah. I just think that now the quarterback is saying, pay me. 
Mm-hmm. Now pay me from the, the owners and now to the league, make sure I don't get hurt. Yeah. Ever since Brett Favre, once they did Brett Favre and all the testing his brains of the CTC. So I just think that, don't get me wrong, I don't want people getting hurt. No, yeah, no one does. But some of the calls, I'd be like, are you fucking serious? Mm-hmm. Like, like he just bumped him. Oh, yeah. no. Like with Brady, you can't hit Brady. Right. Breeze. Breeze, Rogers, Rogers mm-hmm. and uh, Rivers. It was four minutes, you couldn't Rivers, hit Rivers. Yes. I, hope, I, hope he, I hope he just goes <laughs> home. I hope that dude don't play again. I feel that. Yeah, but it seemed like all the better. Yeah. It, it's definitely gotten softer to the point where in 10 years, football's going to look way different than it did 10 years previously in 2010. You know what I'm saying? I think I think it's already there. Yeah. The reason why I think it's all is because if you look at it, first, a lot of these quarterbacks are black. Mm-hmm. Ten, 10 years ago, you didn't have too many black quarterbacks. True, true yeah. Second, not even just because they're black. Now, all the quarterbacks have to be able to run. Yeah, elusive. You got yeah. to be elusive. You got to scramble out the pocket. You can sit in the pocket if you've got an offensive line, mm-hmm. but now they want you to be able to run. You know, they want you to run. Now, certain teams are also doubling up on quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Let's let's say, for instance, because a lot of people thought this was crazy, the Philly having, why do you have Carlson Wentz and Nick, Nick Foles? Foles? Yeah. And we've seen why, because Carlson Wentz gets hurt when it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And what happened with Nick Foles? Get a Super Bowl. Out of yeah. It. Now that why you think I'm not gonna lie, but why you think Dallas got Andy Dalton, right? Dak Prescott, they're looking yeah. like, and that that's not gonna get hurt. But if you need to, hey, put him in mm-hmm. and let him close this out, because that's like uh, like we see see the Raider things up there. I'm gonna tell someone like about the Raiders. It was one year Raiders had they could have went to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and these dumbasses is what I forgot what game it was, but they were already number one in the West. They were yeah. going. I think it's the second to last game of the yeah. year. They're up twenty. Yeah. And you got Derek Carr still in the game in the fourth. Yeah. He gets hurt. He's been bullshit ever since. Right. Nah, that, that kind of ruined him and that ruined that Raiders franchise, you know? Bro, I watched his brother get ruined like that. Yeah. You know, when he was uh, on Texans, he was the he was the first quarterback for the Texans, you know, Houston Texans. Yeah. So I think more so the organization is looking at protect the quarterback, that's our moneymaker, mm-hmm. and then move accordingly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the guaranteed money fucked off just... And just NFL period. Yeah, no, the money. And, and when you mentioned Kirk Cousins earlier, him and like Matthew Stafford and like, because I know Stafford had like the record breaking deal, mm-hmm. and Stafford's not a top five quarterback. He's he's really good, but you wouldn't say he's elite. He's not Brady Breeze. He's or not those even guys. In the top ten to me. Cousins is probably barely top ten, or if not scraping the top ten. Bro, we we forget this is the same Cousins so, that was at Washington Redskins. That's what I'm saying. People so, are forgetting this. So. So how are you going to like, you know what I mean? So Dak Prescott is saying, hey, I'm better than those two guys. I should get way more money than them. So these like middle tier or top good level tier, but not great. They're kind of fucking up the market for these elite quarterbacks or coming up quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Let's just keep it real. Jerry Jones has a lot of fucking money. Yeah, he does. And he could tell you to fuck off and go buy who he wants. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why he's not telling Dak Prescott to fuck off. Because <laughs> he knows yeah, he how him. good this kid is. Mm-hmm. If you look at Dak Prescott's stats, he's already a Hall of Famer. If he was to stop like right now. Yeah. But okay. the, the age of great quarterbacks is dying. Mm-hmm. Like oh, the Drew Brees. That's rare. The, yeah, the Aaron Rodgers. Phillip Rivers is gone. Shit, Eli Manning, gone. gone. Yeah. Tom Brady. So it's really like... The new era are the Lamar Jacksons. Mm-hmm. That's the new era. Like, running like that. I think, in the touchback on Kirk Cousins, don't get me wrong. He proved himself. Yeah. He did. He just couldn't win when it counted. He, right. just, he just couldn't. But I just think now they're putting so much. And, like, now quarterbacks are, what, 6'4", 6'5", 250? They're not little dudes no more. They're like, uh, Drew Brees is, what, six foot? Yeah, barely. 200? Barely. You know, so... I think, like you said, I think it's going to look real different maybe for five to ten years. It's going to look so 
crazy. You know, you can have quarterbacks running four twenties and yeah, all kind yeah. of like t- bench pressing four hundred pounds, like crazy shit. Yeah, because they're just they're just different right now. Mm-hmm. That's all. So. Yeah, I feel you. To venture off, I still stick with football. Have you ever been to Cowboy Stadium? Never. Never. Jer- Jerry's World is. Let me tell you, it's a trip. Have you ever been? I have. Yeah, I dude. Yeah, I went 2013 when they uh, went to overtime with the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ended up losing, but it was uh, 2013. We were in Dallas. Yeah. That, stadium, that stadium's a trip because I went last spring. I went on a trip to visit a family friend, mm-hmm. and she stayed in the Dallas area. But, you know, like she was, she wanted – she knew I was a big sports person, so she's like, hey, let's do some sports thing during the weekend. So we saw um, a Stars game, hockey. We saw the okay. Rangers. But then she took me on a because it was off season, right? The spring, but she took me on a tour. We signed up for a tour to tour Dallas Stadium. Yeah, that that was crazy, dude. It has like some of the facts they would throw at you, the fun facts, and like how big the TV screen is, and like when you're actually sitting there and you can look up. Yeah, and that's see the how biggest. Through. That's the biggest in the in, yeah, in, in the, the stadium. Yeah, yeah. In the oh, world. it's the biggest stadium in the world, and that TV screen. Biggest it's like TV 80, screen is it in the eighty world. feet by eighty feet or something 100. like that. I think, it's I think it's more than 100, yeah. I want to say it's more than 100. They, they have to power wash it, and she said it takes three days to power wash the whole thing. And that's crazy, because I'm really I'm from Texas originally. <laughs> I haven't even been to that shit. Yeah? Yeah. How, how did you move to California, or when did you move to California? Uh, we originally moved, like, in 92. Like, it's crazy. I'm going to tell you, sir, it's crazy. So, I was I grew up, I was born and raised in San Antonio, Texas, to, like, 92. Okay. So, in the turn 10, my mom just says, we're moving to Disneyland. Where the fuck is Disneyland? <laughs> Mind you, I've never seen, I've never even seen white people. All I know oh, is black shit. and Mexican. I've never yeah. seen Asians. I've never seen Samoans. So she's like, we're moving out here. 160 feet wide. Damn. 72 feet but tall. That's it goes crazy. from yeah. 20 to 20. Yeah. That's crazy. So I'm going ahead in 92 about a month and a half before the riots in L.A. Mm. So this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So we're leaving out in Orange County. I moved on like Brookhurst and Brawl. Brookhurst and Ball. Mm-hmm. We're out here for about like a year. Can't afford it. We're like, so my mom sends us back. I come back at thirteen ninety five. Been here ever since, and it was just like, like, culture shock. Yeah. To like really like. It's diverse here. It's right? di- it's, it's it's super diverse. So yeah. when I was going to school, I was like the only black in some classes. There might be like two, three other blacks, but they weren't black. Black. They yeah. were like, <laughs> <laughs> they talk proper. And they were like, I'm like, they got both parents. Yeah. I'm on welfare with food stamps with a mom. I'm like, oh. But I feel like if I wouldn't have came here, my life would have been way different. I'm glad because now uh, it's just like, I think anyone who grows up in Orange County has a, a kind of has an advantage on people mm-hmm. because you could be in different rooms. Like like me and him chilling right now, we could talk to you like this, but we with our homies and everybody else is like, hey, yeah. this and this and that. Which is, is, it turns on and off because I think Orange County lingo is kind of the same for everybody. Yeah. We all talk, we all talk pretty much proper. Mm-hmm. And then some of us have our own slang, like, you know, like that. So it's, it's cool. I go back to Texas now and be like, ah, oh, I gotta go back to California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. You don't like San Antonio or what? I love it, but it's just not the. I'm used to fast pace. Okay, yeah. I'm used to like I'm used to be able to like right here. Let's say we want to go to the store from here, we can walk around the corner. Right. We're not gonna walk around the corner out there. First is 110. <laughs> yeah. And it's like way down there. So you're like, hell no, we're not walking down there. Right. So it's convenient. I feel it's that. Co- it's convenient, but it's just it's more stuff going on out here. You mm-hmm. know, um, a lot of people don't notice about Orange County. Orange County has about like 15 community colleges. Yeah, fifteen community. You know, not too many places have fifteen community colleges for a small county like ours. Right, that's a lot of fucking learning. Like you have more. San Antonio got one. Really, St. Philip's College. Damn. Yeah, like yeah, that's it. They might have more now, but like then, and then out here, like Cypress College, mm-hmm. Orange Coast College. Those are junior colleges. Have you seen the campus? 
Big beautiful. as fuck. Yeah. And they're beautiful. They and got a lot of money. They yeah. got a lot of money because <laughs> Orange County's putting that money back into them. So mm-hmm. I tell a lot of people when they move their kids to like Riverside, say, you're really taking your kids away from an opportunity where you don't have to go to a big university. You can graduate high school, mm-hmm. get a cool job, and go to this community college. Get your associates. Yeah. You know, they go to Cal State Fullerton. They're going to accept you off top. <laughs> you know, we all never know what yeah. the move is. That's right. But then you got, also, you got University of Chapman. Right. You got, uh, what's, University that's of Chapman. A, that's like a, that's yeah. a, like elite, elite That's school. an elite law school. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a school you might not know about. Anyone you ever heard of Concordia? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all girls. It's all girl Christian school. So when I was like 18, 19, we, we slid over there on some chicks. They were like, hey, come see us. We're in the dorm. I'm like, what? What school you at? Oh, we're at Concordia off the five. That's not a school. I've never heard of it. Yeah. It's a private Christian school. Like, <laughs> we on there. So, like, it's so many things in Orange mm-hmm. County. Like, even though you see Irvine. Right. That school's, re- that's one of the top schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then high school-wise, modern day. Yeah. Servite. Fairmont. Mm-hmm. Like, so I tell people, like, it's so much here that's going to benefit you. You might as well sit here. Yeah, you got the hood too. If you want to go to Santa, you can go to Santa Ana College. There's options, right? There's options. Yeah, there's options. And going back to what you said earlier, too, I felt like I could relate because I moved. We lived in Santa Ana, but we moved here like right around middle school. So Orange, even though like it's a neighboring city, or, this is the city of Orange. It's a huge difference a to huge Santa Ana. It's difference. like a suburb, right? A lot yeah. more white people here. It's way more white. Way people. more white people. And there's way. like, I felt like the high school I went to, it was somewhat diverse, but I felt like. It's, uh, being on the football team, playing baseball, it was a lot more white people oh, than I was around. Right. Yeah. So it was definitely like different than being in Santa Ana growing up where everyone was Latino. Everyone, yeah. you know, yeah. probably came from Mexico or Guatemala yeah. or d- different yeah. countries down there. So even El just Salvador. moving, yeah. even moving 15 miles north was oh. like a huge adjustment yeah, for me. That's like, Orange, that's like, if like you understand about Orange County, you got to be from here to know is yeah. the South Orange County and the North Orange County. Right. That's the, and like right now, we're on the border. Right. Like if we yeah, go a little more down here, it's like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Like, like on oh, oh God on heaven, we go get some Starbucks. Yeah. We're in the office. They're like, they're looking like. It's, okay. it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's opening. But it's not, like, I remember days it would be disrespectful. Now it's just like, oh, okay. Oh, there they go. But I think as we move forward, so many people have a mixed relationship with mixed kids. And, and I think when you go to school with people and the, your, their parents meet you and you're over here all the time. I think now it's 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 understandable, relatable, especially with Obama. Mm-hmm. Obama that kind of softened a lot of people up, you know that kind of. So it's, it's cool, but I still wouldn't pick nowhere to live. I would live in Orange County because you have, if you want to, you can go to the beach. You can live yeah. on the beach. You want to live inward, you can live inward. If you want to live close to LA, you can. So it's just like I like I love Orange County, man. Yeah, like, and I love to me. I'm a big foodie, so I love that you can go to Westminster, get the pho, get the Korean barbecue. Tustin has some great sushi spots, Santa Ana, pff, all the great Mexican food, and I just feel like there's food spots everywhere, Fullerton, Costa Mesa, yeah. you know, there's a lot of places to go out, um, you know, if you're into that, I'm not really a big going out person, but food-wise, there's a lot of spots, and there's it's such a big diversity. What's your favorite food spot? Favorite? Like, I've one particular... Like, that one you cuisine. always go to, like, you always go to. Man, I mean, well, like, keep to keep it local, there's a place in Orange right here off Tustin Avenue called Tigiyaki. it's just like teriyaki bowls. Mm-hmm. That's pretty simple, you know, you pay before you eat, but that's... That, to me, is, like, 100 times better than Flame Broiler, so I love going there. But if I had to pick more of, like, a fancier sit-down kind of mm-hmm. place, I like this uh, Sushi Damu in Tustin. All you can eat sushi. Man, they mm. and then it's, like, 20, 21 bucks. So not too expensive compared to some of the other places. But, man, the sushi is there. It's fire. It's not been sitting out. They make it fresh for you. 
and they have a good like atmosphere, a bunch of TVs. So it's pretty cool. My my new one. I used to have a. My, I'm I'm basic. I'm a real simple person. Yeah. I'm not high strong. My favorite used to be hometown buffets and Golden Corral. I'm one yeah. of them type of niggas. Like I, I'm simple, <laughs> but my boy put me up on Cali Tacos. Oh yeah, right here, bro. The Angel Burrito. That's fire. Cause I'm a t- I love I love Mexican food like I love Mexican yeah. food because like when we moved to California I live on all cul-de-sacs with all Hispanics used to be the only blacks on the street so you know they come down street Lord day Lord day yeah dude. shoot that shoot it you yeah. feel me best way to eat corn best way like who, who would <laughs> bro who would knew <laughs> right who would knew like yeah. that and then like tamales mm-hmm. like you know they don't do it like they used to I remember like they used to really be outside the food for less or the North Gate or right. food and selling tamales. Hustling, like, yeah. let me get those. So I think, like, that's one thing you write about with, with Orange County is the diversity of food. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I've never been really big on fud like that. It's like, to me, it's just an expensive ramen. Yeah, I feel it's, that. <laughs> it's an expensive ramen uh-huh. to me. Okay. But then then when I tried the real, the real ramen, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's a difference. So it's not something I eat a lot because I'm more, I'm more like a seafood person. Okay. But I don't eat it that much. It's cool, though. I know a lot of people who love that. Like, yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm Pretty much like Mediterranean food too. Yeah. Oh, okay, like, like Greek and like yeah, the, Greek. The Euros. Yeah. yeah, those are fire. If you can go to the lamb, right? The lamb, the, the way they cook the lamb, yeah. bro, on a little skewer over they little they little rice. They got the yellow leaf mm-hmm. rice. Yes, yeah, it's, it's dope. And that's what's cool too. Like a lot of the the burger joints here in Santa Ana, Orange. Like there's a spot called Hercules. It's Greek owned. Yeah, yeah. You can order a euro from there, but people go for their burgers, their fries. Yeah. But if you order a euro, that that shit smacks yeah. too. I think I think that's what it is. Like if you really, I wonder like the breakdown. How much we spend on fast food? Because I know I'm oh, trying to cut back, yeah. but I think we spend a lot of money on that shit. Oh yeah, I think we do. Because like, I don't think the last time when you think is the last time somebody sat down at a table and ate with their family. Long time. I know it's been a long time for me. You know, but I don't even remember the last man. I couldn't even tell you. Like I'm talking about, it might be since the '80s. Mm-hmm. Dang. Okay. Because everything's been fast paced. Right. Like let's keep it when you was a kid. Who wanted to come in the house just to eat? Mm-hmm. That was dumb as fuck. Like, I'm playing. I don't want to eat. <laughs> or how many times you try to take the food out the house and go eat outside or chill? Yeah. Like, hey, like my thing was when we were young, what a lot of pizza had just came out with the $5 pizza. Mm-hmm. Mom, can I get $5? So get a pizza. Or to me, dinner was maybe a corn. Right. Let me just get a corn for dinner. That's dinner. Yeah. And then, like, nowadays, motherfuckers don't even stop. They don't even stop playing Fortnite to eat. <laughs> play Fortnite all night, like, yeah, and we'll uh, eat late at night or something. Yeah, you know? we're all fucked up in America. We're yeah. all fucked up. I feel that. I feel that. especially or going to like you saying sitting outside. A lot of times we'd bring it to the living room to watch the game. Right. Yeah. I remember being in middle school and I start like loving sports and watching basketball every other night, baseball when it was on, football on Sundays. I mean, they can eat inside in the living room or mm-hmm. in the dining room, but I'm gonna take my plate where the TV's where at. Where the TV's and at because I want to see you know the Clippers or the Lakers or whoever's most playing. Pe- most people are doing that like like. They're just it's just so fast paced. Mm-hmm. Like no one's sitting down. Don't get me wrong, the family values are still there mm-hmm. because you still gotta be at home at a certain time, then no matter what if you live with your parents. But I just think that we're changing the dynamics now that no one sits at the table. Some people don't even have dinner tables. Yeah. I think that's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't have like when I think of a house, where's the living room? Oh, that's dope. Where's the dining room? You don't have a dining room? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So going back to San Antonio, because you mentioned like you love the lotes here. Yeah. They didn't have any of that because they I got heard... Tex Mex down there. Okay, and I never seen it down there. I swear, to... never, mm-hmm. never. Like I don't know. How would you describe Tex Mex? Tex Mex is kind of like Baja Fresh. Okay, it's like Baja okay. Fresh. It's 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 here's the thing, and I tell everybody this: once you have California Mexican food, is different. Yeah. Oh yeah. And even because I I went to Sacramento State for two yeah. years uh, to finish my BA. Okay. So. Even Nor- uh, NorCal uh, Mexican food is different than Southern yeah. California Mexican food. Way different. Well, because well, here's the thing with Southern California Mexican food on two different levels. If you in home, 
their mom might be from Mexico, like literally yeah. one generation removed. So she's thinking they're cooking how they would cook in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Or two, the restaurants out here are cooking because they have Mexico, you know, uh, employees from Mexico. Right. You know what I'm saying? So up north, if you're up north, I'm pretty sure your your grandparents maybe came from Mexico. Yeah. Or maybe a great grandparent. <laughs> Couple so you, generations. Couple generations. You're not making authentic Mexican food. Like, even when I went up to, to the Bay and North, I'm like, where's your Northgate at? Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, it's different. Where's your La Rioja? Like, like <laughs> you don't have none of that. Like, oh, man, this ain't Mexican. <laughs> this ain't Mexican, bro. This yeah. ain't, this is not it. So when you leave outside of California, mm-hmm. you're not, like, te- Tex-Mex is different because how Mexicans are in Texas, they're like, it's like black. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like black because we all grew up in the same area and we all eat the same food. And then Texas is primarily based on soul food and barbecue. Yeah. So every that's what everyone's on. Mm-hmm. So whereas like some street tacos out here, we know we know how they're supposed to taste. You go out there like, bro, this is trash. <laughs> this is trash. I'm right. just letting you know your Mexican food is trash. <laughs> I'm more Mexican than you. This is trash. So yeah, I think I think everybody just knows California. Like California's known for good weed and good Mexican food. Yeah, that's true. So, and a lot of other things. But yeah, yeah, a lot of other things. Well, yeah, that's what we put it there. <laughs> right. But that's like if you go to the Bay, their Chinese food is better than ours oh, down here. Oh yeah. You'd be like, what the fuck is this down here? Yeah. And we got Asians down here. <laughs> but they have more Chinese up there. We right. have more Vietnamese, Laos, mm-hmm. like that. They have more Chinese up there. Mm-hmm. And the Chinese food is like, literally, they're getting off the boat, from the boat, mm-hmm. to San Francisco. Yeah. You know? So, that's the big difference. Mm-hmm. And you see it. Like, barbecue out here is trash. We know California oh, barbecue no, is trash. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, You're like, what the fuck? Where's some good barbecue at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when you go to Memphis and you go to Texas mm-hmm. or uh, Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah, right. I was going to say Kansas City. They're renowned for that. Right. And that's, I think that's what comes with traveling. Like, mm-hmm. being out traveling, like, oh, I went here and tried this. With good food. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know nobody else with no good Mexican food. <laughs> there is a battle, though. Yeah. The L.A., Orange County, San Diego battle of who has the best Mexican food. Oh, 100%, yeah. And I, I be telling people San Diego because they're right there. Like, they go. You would think, yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it's back and forth. Right. Because downtown L.A. right now got some, uh, got the little, um, Car, the uh, what were they call? Carts, the, street carts. The street carts and the mobile with yeah. the street tacos that are fire. the trucks, yeah. The trucks, the food trucks that are fire, yeah. Downtown LA, fire. Mm-hmm. So it's like a balance. It's a weird balance right now with it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, let me ask you a question. What do you like better, Albertos, or give me, or uh, give me someone else like a that's like a high end with uh Mexican taco. King tacos high end. You think? You think it's King? a little bit. I- out of the two, yeah, King Tacos Alberto. I, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd probably go Albert Alberto. I, I, I'm Alberto. not a fan of either. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd much rather choose the mom and pop taqueria shop now, down the street. You those know? ones, we, don't even, we know what they good because exactly. first it's hot in there. Yeah, <laughs> you smell the grease and you wait for about fifteen minutes. Like, is it done? Yeah. Oh, it's right because they don't cook it till you order it because right. they don't want to waste the food. They don't want to waste cooking. Where Albertos, we know it's been sitting back there. Yeah. We know you you robbed me on could be yesterday's meat. It could have been yesterday's meat, but. The way they prep it and how they do it. And, you know, most time I'm coming from the club, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I was pretty lucky. Right here on Catella, mm-hmm. there's a Taqueria Mexico. One of those places that just... Mm-hmm. And it's open 24 hours, so you can get home oh, yeah. 2, 3 a.m. Yeah. And, like, right? And you'd see it. Like, some on busy nights, Friday and Saturday nights, it'd be lined oh, up you the know, door. You already know, because they, they're coming after the club. Like, and then sometimes... Like, I know you should be Saturday nights. I don't even go out. I'll just go get some tacos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just go get some tacos. Like, that's it. I just want some tacos, because like, it's different, like... When you can't cook that style, it tastes different. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, if you if I could cook it, then I'd be like, ah, fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that shit. If my wife was Mexican, I'd be like, fuck that shit. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So that's why. Okay, I feel that. Yeah. So 
just because one of my favorite writers, I don't know if you know who Shea Serrano is. He came no. from San Antonio. Okay. So he always talks about San Antonio a lot. But is there like as big as a Mexican population oh, over there compared hell to here? Yes. Yeah. Bro, the Rio Grande River, you could really see it in Mexico. Like, okay. But man. they're different. Like, bro, I'm trying to tell you, like, Mexicans in Texas are way. So you got to remember, okay, so it's kind of hard to explain it. So on San Antonio, you have the east side, which is the poor side. You're gonna have, That's why I grew up. And you're going to have, like, Mexican and black only. Mm hmm. Then you got like the west side, which is like Pisces. Like that's where they're at. Mm -hmm. The north side, white people. Mm -hmm. So when you go the whole, you got to remember first, everything's country. Yeah. So, you know, they really got the sombreros. They, yeah. Not the sombreros, the but the big, the boots, the ostrich boots with the ostrich belt. And you're <laughs> like, what the fuck? Because once you leave out of Texas and see the rest of the world, it's like, this is not normal. <laughs> this yeah. is not normal. Why are you yeah. dressed like this? But I just think that... Mm -hmm. The gangs, I think the, the gang culture makes it different. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no Southsiders. They got the Texas syndicate. Mm -hmm. And then how they interact with each other because, you know, a lot of people go back and forth. You ever been to El Paso? No. Bro, El Paso look like the Wild Wild West. It's tumbleweeds blowing through and yeah. it's, it's still got Pueblos and you got like fucking clay house. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so it's different, but San Antonio yeah. has a lot of um, Air Force bases, okay. a lot of uh, Army bases. So, it's like, then you got those people coming from anywhere in the world, living oh, there, okay. bringing that. So it's like, a, and it's a, you know, um, you got the river walk. That's mm -hmm. a big tourist spot. Like, so it's kind of, it's weird when you go to certain parts of town, cause you'll go and be like, this looks country as fuck. Then you see projects like this look ghetto as fuck. Yeah. Then you see a city life like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, they're rebuilding every city. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes downtown San Antonio looks like downtown LA. They're building up the high rise, the lofts. Mm -hmm. But you still got a one bedroom for like 600. So it's way better <laughs> yeah, on that. It's way it, cheaper, right? It's way cheaper, but then, like, you're just in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy. I haven't, I haven't even been back since like 05. Yeah. It's nothing, it doesn't intrigue me. Like, my family's there, don't get me wrong, I miss them. Mm -hmm. But it's not intriguing to where it's, I gotta go to Newport Beach because I miss the beach. Mm -hmm. It's not like that. It's right. not like, oh, I'm going to go to San Antonio because I missed the projects. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm straight. I'm going to just stay out here. Right. I That's feel that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. For sure. So what do you love most about Orange County or just living in Southern California? The beach. Mm -hmm. Where else can you ride, what, Brookhurst, Magnolia bus, straight to the beach? Yeah. Like, like honestly, the beach. And then just like, I think a lot of people don't take for granted this about Orange County. The ability to walk down the street anywhere mm -hmm. and go to get something what you need. You know, it's there. The the schools, like, well, like a lot of people don't emphasize on that. Don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to be a rapper now. Everybody wants to be a yeah. producer. But imagine if you're just someone who come from a humble beginnings and say, I want to go to school for tech. So I'm going to go to Orange Coast College. And from yeah. there, I'm going to try to get an MIT. Or right. I'm going to try to go up north somewhere at Berkeley. Right. You have that opportunity. Also, um, I can't speak for most people. I know for me, wherever I lived growing up, someone was there to help me. That wasn't my family. Like I had genuine friends mm -hmm. a lot of my and I don't talk to some of them dudes today sometimes I just hit them on Facebook how you doing from high school but I think just learning in high school was different you know I feel like they actually cared where I was going I, I fucked up my own so I can't say the teachers didn't care <laughs> yeah. I did that myself but like the teachers really cared and it was really like information it was really intelligent even when yeah. I went to Cypress College the first time and I didn't even finish that shit the teacher the professor cared yeah. and I was like oh that's crazy like you really care mm-hmm and I think that that's the part. Anyone in Orange County, you know, I think the party seems crazy. Yeah. Like, party, I remember from house party, remember the house parties in downtown Fullerton? Like, I don't, I've never seen nothing else like downtown Fullerton nowhere else or Old Town Orange. Mm. I haven't seen nothing like, yeah. like, 
where it really just like from zines to Matador right. to Revolution to shit like that where you could just jump, jump, hop, It's like 50 hop. places right there over in the so- SoCo district. Yeah. Call it? yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. And then you got Disneyland right here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Raging Water. Oh, was no, was it Wild Rivers? Wild Rivers. Uh, yeah, Wild Rivers. Remember Wild Rivers? You had Wild Rivers. Then they came with Soak City. Now they got the uh, Wolf Lodge. Is it called Great oh, Wolf Lodge? Oh, yeah, Great Wolf Lodge right there on Garden Grove. Yeah. So you're like, you you live where everyone in the world wants to come. Yeah. Then you can go to LA if you want to. Right. You can go to San Diego if you want to. It's mm-hmm. just so much. It's so much. It's just, I feel like a lot of people take it for granted. Oh, yeah. It, and get caught up in what the outside world thinks about us instead of saying, you know what, I love where I'm from. I appreciate it. I love this. I love being from here. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just a good place to raise kids, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel that, yeah. Like you said, too, the teachers care. I, I think, you know, growing up, like around the people I grew up, like it, it was kind of, it was frowned upon if you were smart, right? So I know yeah. I shied away from like going all out in grades. Yeah. And so, you know, I, but I remember like there, there are some things, like I remember some teachers sitting down with me and telling me these like, Kind of like inspirational things yeah. that stuck with me, you know, like one of them, my fifth grade teacher, her motto or mantra was inch by inch, life's a cinch, yard by yard, life is hard. Yeah. That shit's like catchy one yeah. and then two, it sticks with you. But I remember in middle school, I was like, oh, that shit's corny. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, I don't care for that. Yeah. And so it is cool to see like the teachers though. And even at the community college, I went to Golden West first, played football there and then transferred to Sac State. I had an English teacher that was, I remember my high school English teacher, he sucked my senior year. <laughs> he, he straight up told me, he's like, you're a terrible writer. Like. And I, he, like, gave me a C just to barely pass. But I remember I hated him because he, like, straight up told me, like, you're a terrible writer, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then the community college English teacher, because my, um, what are the, the entry exam? Yeah. I tested really low in English because I already went in with a bad attitude. Yeah, like, you already, you already psyched yourself off that you're good at yeah, bad I'm, English. I'm a bad at English. But, um, so I took one of the lower levels before it even qualifies mm. for a transfer class, right? And I took one of those low-level Englishes. And after a few, like, essays, she's like, what are you doing here? Like, you don't belong here. And I was like... I tested in, like, I, you know, my, my teachers have told me that I'm bad. She's like, no, you don't. Like, you have something special. Like, I'm going to work with you, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, sure enough, I had to take, you know, the next class the next semester. But it was it was dope. Like, it was yeah. cool to see her, like, put that effort into me and go the extra mile just to make sure I stayed on top of my stuff. And that she gave me that, what is it? Uh, encouragement, encouragement. I guess. That self, it's like that mm-hmm. self-esteem, that character. Now, fuck the guy who said you wasn't was there. <laughs> High school, fuck him now. You're a journalist now. Look at yeah, this shit. exactly. Fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah, and I think, I think. And for a lot of people don't understand that we're like a, you're like a vase. We're all like a vase as a kid mm-hmm. until we turn 18. Like we're like this cup. Mm-hmm. So whatever someone puts in there, you're going to fill up the rest with the same thing they put in there. Mm-hmm. So motherfucker had you thinking like you're horrible at English. Like, hold up, motherfucker. Like <laughs> I can really write. You're just not fucking doing your job as a teacher. Right. And teaching me how to do this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and then also, you know, because, you know, America's the only one that teaches English to English people. That's that's awkward. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. In Japan, they don't teach Japanese to the kids. They teach math and science. So we already have a complex in America amongst ourselves with teaching us English. Yeah. You know, so that's the first part. Mm-hmm. I just think that if we get back to getting teachers that care, it's your situation. Like, bro, come on. Like, I, I hate when people do that. Like, try to talk someone down. Like, don't get me wrong. I met some dumb motherfuckers. So those. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah. I, I'll even still, he'll tell you, I'll still be like, Okay, you can. Then I, at some point, I'm like, you look, my nigga, you dumb, my nigga. You're a fucking idiot. But I don't, I, I don't think you should tell that to a kid at right. no time. I don't care if a kid is dumb. Mm-hmm. Tell them they can, and then let them find on their own. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Yeah. What high school did you go to, and what you do after high school? So I went to, uh, <laughs> I went to lower, <laughs> I went to lower high school. I started going to jail and prison after high school. Oh shit. Yeah. So I went to lower high school. It's crazy about lower high school because you would. I'm gonna tell you, no one else knows this. He's. I don't even think he knows this. So in high school, you know, I uh, I lettered in theater. 
Okay. So my thing, I didn't, I didn't really want to be a rapper in high school. I didn't want to be a beat maker. I didn't want to do none of this. I wanted to be a movie star. Like I thought in my mind as a kid, actors can be whatever they want. So right. being poor and not having a father and not having this, because I, I was one of the big brother. I said, let me go be an actor. So I lettered and acting. I took all theater classes and I was going to go to Cyprus for a theater and I got kicked out of fucking school. Crazy story. Dang. So, you know, I'm messing with these chicks. Some, <laughs> I'm messing with, you know how that shit go. Yeah. I'm messing with these chicks and so we're having fun and it's one chick like me. So I'm like, oh, she's fucking ugly. I'm like, oh my God, get away from me. I was an asshole. I'm still a low-key asshole but um, lo- long story short, I cuss her out. Mm-hmm. She tells the principal that I cussed out, but it put a twist on it. So they kicked me out. They're like, we can't prove who's right. And it was basically, so I go to a continuation. That kind of fucked my, my thought process up, mm-hmm. going to continuation. So I tried to go to Cypress College, like I told you. And I was taking theater there. We are doing sports, basketball. And something happened at home. I just was in the streets. I was in the streets like that. Then I know, started going, first time I went to jail, like 18, 19. Dang. Then I went back to Texas on the run. Come back. I go to jail. My aunt, my aunt goes to Victor Irene, so she gives me like this community service type thing going. Then after that, I was just in the streets twenty four seven, twenty four seven. But after after high school, one thing I will say I did that was smart was I did work. Mm-hmm. I remember I started doing construction, started making wood floors. That kind of taught me to, of having my own. So I had an apartment. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a car, but when you get that shit that young and you don't have no guidance, no yeah. authority. Bro, I'm having bitches at the house, drugs, <laughs> alcohol. It's going crazy. But that's how I ended up starting doing music. Like, mm-hmm. I was at the studio on Del Monte Block in Anaheim off of Lincoln and not. I'm in the studio with these. These are like 12 years older than me. Oh, bitches, bitches everywhere. Okay. And uh, drink. This is back when we were still drinking 40s. That's how far, that's how far <laughs> back this shit was. And I remember thinking, that's cool. Yeah. Because when you, back then, you know, we used to listen to CDs, bro. I'm talking about Bob to back out of what? fucking walk my earphones I'm listening to CDs back to back and the moment you see something you like and realize can I do this mm-hmm. that's what it was so like right after high school I think that's when I got bit with the bug to rap I had everyone back then tried to rap let me yeah. let me clarify that we, everyone at school thought they could rap I'm talking, I don't care what color you were yeah, yeah. you tried to rap and you most of us suck like it was just <laughs> trash I think back in the 90s like think about like like, however old you are when you were in high school, elementary, knowing someone who could actually rap. Yeah, it was different. You said, you, but it, like everyone else tried to. Everyone <laughs> tried. Like everybody wanted to rap because it seemed cool. Right. And we're nasty. Don't get me wrong. It's still like that now. <laughs> Don't get it wrong. It's still like that. But back then, like, I really couldn't shake being in the streets to do music. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people to this day, I tell the young guys, if you can shake doing street shit, to rap because it's the dumbest thing ever to say I'm gonna sell drugs I'm gonna rob people I'm a pimp girls whatever I do so I can make money mm-hmm. and take this money to rap but I'm taking chances to end yeah. up in prison and jail where I can't rap right that's where my mind was I take penitentiary chances to be sitting in jail talking about when I get out I'm gonna rap I'm gonna change my whole life get right out do the same thing yeah. it's crazy like that mm-hmm. but like we all said it it's people can help you at school and friends but if your home life doesn't like cultivate you to really make the right choices mm-hmm. all of us are one choice away from changing our life like you oh, can yeah, yeah. one choice mm-hmm. like think about the dude who had made the choice to drink and drive and woke up he killed somebody he's in prison for life or yeah. he kills himself you know it's like that the one guy who catches his wife cheating just that decision go gets the gun kills both of them and blows his own brains out yeah we're all one choice away from making life changing mm-hmm. things like like you 
Mm-hmm. Like you could have listened to what the English teacher said and just been like, man, fuck school. Right. I'm just gonna do something. But right. now you said, well, you know what? I'm not too good at English, but I'm good at this other shit. Yeah. And look what you did. Look where you at now. So mm-hmm. I think it's all about choice. I tell people it's about choices because after high school, I could have made the choice to stay at college and just deal with whatever I was going through. But I just, I was like, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. I still got that attitude. I'd be like, fuck that shit. Yeah. And it, it's a trip too because I grew up with kids in elementary school in Santa Ana and a little part of middle school. But then I'm moving out here. Facebook gets big when I'm in high school and you start catching up with friends over there in Santa Ana and then you see sometimes the things they got caught up in, mm-hmm. you know, doing different things that you never thought they would have done in fourth yeah. and fifth grade. So at some point in their life, they made a bad choice that or a choice. choice that just led them to a different path where you're just like, damn, like, and, and I remember as I got old, cause I was really upset when they moved me over here. My parents, I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like yeah. all my friends over here, you know, I don't want to move over here. It's a lot of white people. Yeah. And, and um, but yeah, like now as I'm older, I can see like they try to surround me with like a little bit uh, more affluent people. If I yeah, like, if that's the best way to put it. A lot of us, your environment doesn't make you who you are, but mm-hmm. it does contribute. Right. So like living here, anyone who live here, I feel like this is how I feel personally, and we're gonna probably touch on a lot of guys out there that, that really is keeping not not keeping it real. But when you grow up in this type of area, yeah, bro. What the- if you don't make something out your life, come on, man. Right. You're just a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Because it's dudes who grew up in this type of area and they want to be gangsters. They mm. want to be like, they want to oh, go bro. to Santa Ana and be like, oh, I'm in the hood. But if you don't take your ass back to your nice house. Dude. I've I, never lived, I've never lived in a house. I've yeah. never had my own room. I never lived in a house. Yeah. So I've never even had a family setting. Mm-hmm. And I tell, and I see people who do and they go do, I'm like, why are you? Like I tell my son that, like, what yeah. are you doing? You think you're hard? Like, and that and that used to upset me so much because I went to Villa Park High School. And if you don't mm-hmm. know about Villa Park, super rich they, area. Up they got a good hill. football team. They have a good, yeah, yeah we've had a good yeah, football they, team yeah. since I was a freshman when that coach took over, yeah. Coach Hansich. But I mean, it's it, there's money like in that neighborhood, yeah. but they get a lot of kids too from like Orange and some poor parts of the in the, the apartments behind Home Depot and stuff yeah. like that. So it's a, it's a decent diversity. But there's a lot of rich kids. And I, you know Wim, right? You've interviewed yeah, him. Yeah, you know Wim, yeah. I remember there was this one rapper who, Middle Eastern background, but he lived in a mansion over in those hills. Yeah. And he would try to press Wim like he was hard or something. I just remember thinking that was so stupid. Like, And he wasn't the only one. But there was a lot of dudes who lived in those billion dollars, not billion, but million dollar homes. Shit, it looked like that. It looked like billion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they in million yeah. dollar homes. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, what do you got? Like, why are you guys trying to be hard? Like, that's not even cool. Like, and because I, maybe it's because I came from Santa Ana and my parents came from that kind of background. You respected the I respected fact that. You, it's like, you see, don't do that, you know? That's what I love about the youth. Like, you guys as young like now is you respect the fact that you came from yeah. that and now we're here. When you already have this, you don't respect that. Right. And, uh, bro, it's a lot of dudes we see on the internet doing this. We know. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. We, we know. So, I think that when it comes to what it is, no one wants to be uncool. Mm-hmm. And now, cool is not to care about your life and to do street shit. But no one's really doing street shit. Let's just keep mm-hmm. it real. Like, I'll see some young artists. And I'm like, bro, like, what's going on? They'll be like, well, I'm like, okay, be careful. Because, bro, you don't want, like, bro, he'll tell you. But I, I spent, like, over 15 years of my life in and out of prison and jail. Mm-hmm. My son's gonna be sixteen, like so. I have to think now before I do shit. When I talk, so I'm like, damn, okay. And you watch Power? Ah, uh, no, no. Nah. Well, Power, okay, on Power, like the dude, the the main dude's like a street dude, but he cleaned his life up. Yeah, and he raised his family in a nice area. Right. But his son's trying to be a gangster. Oh, he's like, okay. bro, you're not built like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And why would you want to be? Right. You know, like his. It's a fun fact. You you remember Jeezy? Yeah. You know, Jeezy tells you yeah, to sell yeah, dope. Yeah. Kill people. Right. Young Jesus made sure his son went to college and got a degree. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? 
Like he's not stupid. He's not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He want. I did this to get up out of here. Now the rest of us don't have to be there. So I think a lot of people, and like with the story you said, I just think a lot of people watch BET, MTV, mm-hmm. or TV too much, mm-hmm. and want to be that, mm-hmm. and think that's cool, and it's not cool. Cool is being yourself, and helping people, and being a good human, mm-hmm. a good human being. Or sometimes I think too, they even listen to the music like Young Jeezy or just some other music that was popping at the time, and they. They they hear what they did in the lyrics to talk about their life right and their past, but they think, hey, I can do that too, and and become, you know, some sort of millionaire off of it, or just really popular off yeah. of that. When they were in a different circumstance, you know what I'm saying? Not every like especially kids in the suburbs, they're nowhere near like the lives that Nipsey had or that the no game idea. had or yeah. <clears throat> so E40 had or those kind of guys. Yeah. It's a totally different lifestyle. So to say, hey, I'm from even like Anaheim or like Fullerton, and I want to do what E40 did, that's like. Way like way out of left field. Here, you know? Here's the thing, right? With Orange County, and yeah. it's just being here since the '90s. It's two spots. If you tell me you're from these two spots, I might believe you. Santa Ana, yeah. West Side, uh-huh. the West Side, not the Costa Mesa, Santa Ana Heights, because people don't know it's called Santa Ana Heights. Yeah, some of oh, these dudes yeah, be yeah. from Santa Ana Heights. <laughs> um, in Anaheim. Now, the reason why Anaheim, Anaheim, you know, a lot, if you don't know, Anaheim used to be called Anna Slime. Mm-hmm. It used to be called Anna Crime. Yeah, Anna Crime. Because at one point, they had the highest crime rate in Orange County. Not mm-hmm. the world. Orange County. <laughs> yeah. Because of the drug infestation on the north side. Like, so Lincoln Ave. That's what you hear everybody say, Lincoln Ave. Or, you know, Anaheim was the only city, really, in Orange County that had these motels. Oh, yeah. Remember, I think Up it was, and Down Harbor, right? Uh, up Down Harbor and, and Catella and uh, Lincoln. And Lincoln yeah. and Beach. Remember when Tony oh, Gwynn, Beach the too, Angels yeah. player, got caught smoking crack? Um, was it was it Jerome Bettis? No, no. Who was it from the Rams? Somebody else got caught. You know, it's a lot of people where the 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 crime was going unnoticed because they didn't want to like mess up the image of Disneyland. Oh, of course, right. That's why the if you if you go look up Orange County has a ninety nine point nine percent conviction rate mm-hmm. because they were saying they had the strictest laws. Like we don't want people coming out messing it. Santa Ana, bro, we were still selling crack in Santa Ana in 05. Mm-hmm. On the west side first, like where, where my hood is at, like it's it's cleaned up now because now they're buying the homes, mm-hmm. they're changing. But if you go around like and ask people, like you can look it up on the internet, they'll tell you. You got cops and had mm-hmm. cops in Anaheim. It's just the fact that now you're seeing people trying to gravitate to the hood areas. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in the I've been in prison with dudes from the Bay, mm-hmm. from the East Coast, from L.A., and their their perception of us is very like you guys aren't the only spots. They'll tell you the only spots. Anaheim and Santa Ana. Right. Especially Santa Ana. Right. Santa Ana's yeah, like, San- if you go to Santa Ana, it looks like L.A. Yeah. Santa Ana looks like L.A. Certain parts, yeah. Certain parts of the West Side looks like L.A. Yeah. So, I think a lot of people want to change the narrative and tell people, oh, we are hood. You don't have to do that. Right. Because there's crime everywhere. Yeah. I can start selling dope here. <laughs> yeah, Don't give me, bro, there's, yeah. come on, let's keep it real. It's, it's America. Yeah. There's probably someone selling Drugs out of their house, but not the way we think. They're not curb serving. Mm-hmm. They could be, you know, how many times they, um, I think was it like five years ago they were busting houses because they were cra- uh, meth houses. Yeah. They had the, fe- the the pheromones coming out. They had the little goggles, see their pheromones yeah. coming out and shit. And then motherfucking the Asians was fucking making, um, buying the houses and turning them to grow houses for weed. Yeah. yeah. And then they got the crazy ass uh, bikers and shit with the, with the crystal meth and shit. So mm-hmm. it's there. It's just not like LA. Mm-hmm. You know, it's South Central and then like the East Side and Watts where motherfuckers. Going down shoot shooting drive-bys, mm-hmm. but at one point in the '90s, Orange County was kind of turned. Now those people are either in prison, jail, dead, or they're matured and they're right. raising their kids. Like your parents did something very good with you. They said, "Fuck this, we're gonna <laughs> leave here, yeah, and come here." Mm-hmm. I want That's something I I admire that I respect that to a T. 
where some you got some older people my age or a little older might be negative. Like, oh, that's not hood. That's not real. You're not real. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. You know so. Yeah. Would you say so? Would you say like being hood is like a, a young person's game or a young person's mentality? And how you how would you tell like a young person to get rid of that mentality? I definitely think being hood is a young person mentality. Mm-hmm. That's definitely because you're immature. Right. You either didn't have a father figure, you didn't have a mother figure, so you turned to the streets to find your peers. Mm-hmm. That's how I was. Like, I don't have a father figure, so who I want to be my father figure that wants to be like a Tupac Tookie type. Okay, he acts like that. He don't give a fuck. He got money. He's fucking bitches. How you tell a young kid to, to not have that mentality is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. One is because when you're hood, you get all the bitches. <laughs> you get respect. Right. You have power. And power is the most addictive drug ever. So you got to think like this. A young kid who was in middle school, smart. Mm-hmm. Like you said earlier, like it's it's cool to be dumb. So yeah. when you're intelligent, you have to hide it and play dumb, mm-hmm. which is the hardest thing to do. So you have nothing being a smart kid. No girl mm-hmm. likes you. Mm-hmm. Your clothes are fucked. <laughs> but you have a good home. Yeah. And you have good parents. Yeah. The moment you get in trouble and slap somebody at school or stab somebody, oh, the bitches is on you. Mm-hmm. The dudes want to be you. Now you're Zach Morris. You're the cool guy. Mm-hmm. So I think w- when a youngster's hood, the only way hood youngsters listen in their hood, who they're going to listen to, is someone who's been down that path. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't lived that life, they're going to be like, how the fuck do you know? Right. Now when you do know, you know, now they're like, okay, well, what? why should I not change? You got to be able to be honest. You, mm-hmm. If you're not honest with a young dude, because like we work with young dudes, like we mentor young dudes. Like mm-hmm. that's one of our thing. We have a um, a nonprofit called Bad Bullock and Dean Empowerment Entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So we, me- I'm still mentoring a young dude right now, and I have to tell them first. I'm honest. Mm-hmm. I fucked up my life. This is what I did. I wasn't in my kids' life for this amount of long. Blah blah blah. You have to look at their home life. Like right. like these parents. Oh yeah. You can't. One, you can't disrespect a, a kid and his family by trying to overtalk his parents. Mm-hmm. But you can empathize. Empathy is a very good tool to use when you're dealing with trying to get a kid not to act hood. Mm-hmm. Now, that's in the instance of a kid really being in a bad situation. Right. Now, let's go the other route where he's from <laughs> across the street right here. Yeah. A lot of times, you can do it two ways. You can really talk to him like, bro, come on, man. Like, You can be yourself. It's cool. Look, he's not like that. Mm-hmm. But you got to scare him straight. Yeah. Take, take him to the hood. Yeah. Here, here. You want this gun? You want to do this drugs? Let's go. All right. Let's go. Oh, no. I'm, no, let's go. <laughs> you want to do this? Let's go. You yeah. ever remember Malibu? Yeah. Most wanted? Yeah. When they're like, yeah, you ready? Let's go. Let's go. You got to do that. But then also, let's keep it real, man. You, you be on the internet. Mm-hmm. You be see all the locals around here. No one's really doing hood shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it. I love that no one. And then I talk to a lot of young dudes. They're very intelligent. They're very mature for their age. Right. I think. The hood shit is not the problem no more. I'm going to just keep it real. The problem is the drugs. Mm-hmm. Prescription drugs, the lean, mm-hmm. the Xannies, the perks. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Because um, I know a couple young teens, like one of the ones I was mentoring, his mom said, you need to talk to him. He he, he popped the Xan at school. The fuck are you doing, bro? That could kill you. Yeah. I, I had a friend recently. You know, um, it was kind of fucked up because he popped some Xan and ended up on life support. I'm in there watching him in the hospital oh, dying. Yeah. He's fighting for his life. And it's like, bro, this shit's crazy. And, you know, I'm, I can, I can, I'm, I'm going to take responsibility for it. We do put it in our music. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you're a musician, you're an artist, your job is to sell. Mm-hmm. Kids don't want to hear about, I got my credit score up. I'm yeah. doing good. I'm going <laughs> to buy a house. They want to know how much lean did you drink? How many perks you popping? Yeah. How many bitches are you fucking? Right. And it's hard when you find yourself. And that's where I'm at right now. I had to check myself. Like, you know, you have a responsibility because... 
there's someone out there that's looking up to you, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be your own kid or it be a young dude. What 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 are you gonna say when they ask you, do you really do it? Like like for instance, um, you a Future fan? You listen to Future? No, I, I listen to Future, but I'm not a fan or not a big fan. Okay, he had a a big uh, album called The Wizard. Yeah, okay, come out. Yeah. Remember when that came out? He did an interview before that, which kind of fucked with me. Not it didn't fuck with me. It fucked with my head. Saying, "Damn, he," where he admitted, he goes, "Man, I haven't done drugs in about five, six years." Oh shit! He's like, "I just put that in the music because that's what people like to hear from me." Okay. I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so reason why it kind of didn't sit well because I'm like, you know, I me mean? young kids listen to Future and think that's what he does. Yeah, a lot of young artists, you know, and you your biggest song is Molly Percocet. Molly Percocet, you ain't yeah. even doing it. So that's one way. Mm-hmm. Then the other way is Lil Wayne. Everybody wants to be Lil Wayne. Yeah. And he really did all the drugs, but look how fucked up he looks. Right. He had the seizures, right? Like seizures. three seizures in a year. Hair falling out. Then yeah. it looks bad. Like, yeah. bro, we're the same age. <laughs> Me and Lil Wayne are the same exact yeah. age, yeah. bro. So it tells you like, but the kids want that. Mm-hmm. And now we're, we'll, we can turn the tables where, where we're at right now. This this the worst spot. Mm-hmm. These the rich kids they have all the drugs they have all the access to them oh yeah yeah their parents probably they probably watch their parents pop prescription like if you I'm pretty sure you like Eminem yeah his whole first year first years of his career he told you mm-hmm. I watched my mom pop pills she fed them to me mm-hmm. I'm used to this yeah and it goes back to the environment you're, you're raised in that uh, cultivates your characteristics and your personality right and like that and we see it it's, it's deteriorating the youth to where, like, like, like you said, they're not even trying to be hood no more. Well, they get high and try to get be yeah, hood, and yeah. they take pictures in the videos with their parents' gun or their legal guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it, it's crazy because at what point do you really intervene? Because I, my thing is like I tell him, I say if I see a youngster with a gun on Instagram, I'm like, okay, cool. But he's not gonna shoot nobody. He just got beat up the other day. If he was gonna shoot somebody, he would got sh- he would shot the person that beat him up. Yeah, they know. They're cloud chasing. They know Instagram. They want the click views. True. They want the impressions. They want to True. sing pop it. Right. You feel me? Because what if it happens when they really get caught by the police? Oh, I'm not like that. I, 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 no. <laughs> right. I'm not like that. Like, yeah. oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you were in high school one time. Did, did anyone ever mess with you? Like, fight-wise? Like, trying to bully you? Um, nah. The only fight I got was, like, for, for like, football reasons. You know what I'm saying? But nothing exactly. like Nothing like yeah. that. Because I'm pretty sure the way you carried yourself, your size, the yeah. look... And you're, they probably realize oh, that's the dude that transferred from Santa Ana. Like, Leave him alone. <laughs> but like, right, yeah. but like you said, the situation with Wim, it was a dude picking up because Wim's a nice guy. He's a humble guy. Yeah. Pretty sure you had all the bitches. I'm just keeping it real. You probably had all the bitches. <laughs> I think he did, yeah. Exactly. So that's the target. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the target. It's a lot of times I go places, man, like they don't even card me for drink or I'll accidentally do something and I, I'm not trying to bully, but they perceive, okay, that's not mess with him, where they might mess with someone else. So I think people are... They're not hood as they seem, but they know when to try to be hood. Yeah. It's easy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, internet gangsters is a thing now. Like, you, I could be anybody on the internet. I yeah. Could, anyone. Mm-hmm. So, with the question, like, it's hard to pick who's really in a bad situation, who's really need to be hood, and who's faking. Mm-hmm. Like, I put a post up, and I, we talked about it yesterday, is a lot of people are faking emotional distress. Oh, I got emotional issues. I'm doing bad. Mm-hmm. Why you living in a fucking two-story house with both parents and got a fucking Benz. What, yeah. what, what could be wrong? Right. So, it's it's case by case, but I think I think for the most part, we're doing better. You know, you can see on TV, there's not too much uh, gang violence. No, yeah, it's true. How many gang members you know? I can count them on one hand. Exactly. Yeah. In my day, everyone around me was a gang member. Yeah. Like, when was the last time someone tried to carjack you? 
Oh, I mean, I did get carjacked <laughs> while, I was at, while I was at Golden West. You got carjacked? I, uh, well, they just they stole the car while I was in class. Okay, yeah, that's, so not, that's not a like, car. Yeah, that's like, pull it out the car true. and get the fuck out the car. Yeah, Someone true, stole your true, car yeah. and enjoy your ride. Yeah. yeah like, but, but when's the last time you see some really wild shit? Yeah, not, it's a long time ago. Yeah. Long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think we're getting better. I think, I think we're good. Yeah, I feel that. I can relate with you guys, though, because I work with middle schoolers right now in the Garden Grove area. Okay. Garden Grove's not as active as Santa Ana or Anaheim, but I feel like it's kind of on the border of it, right? I think it's a blend. I would say a blend because it's in between the two. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of kids, especially at the middle school I worked at this previous year before COVID shut down everything down. Mm-hmm. It was right on the border. It's where Santiago High School is. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but right yeah, off Harbor. That. Yeah, I know it's that. So it's the border of Santa Ana, off Fairview, actually. Yeah. Off Fairview. So Santa Ana, Garden Grove kids. But those kids, you know, same thing. They, they act hood. They try to act hard and internet gangsters. And then, yeah. but you sit them down one on one and kind of have those conversations and kind of eliminate that mentality. And that's. To be honest, to be honest, that's like the fun part with like yeah. like why I like why I like working with the kids, especially if that you find an interest in sports or in music, and you kind of just run with that. It's like, hey, you don't need to be hard to do this. You could do that without being yeah. hard. So that's that's a big reason why I love working with the kids in that area is because I can, I feel like I can relate to them with how I grew up because there were certain pressures that they faced, certain instances that I was similarly in, and you know, like I said, I'm trying to make I'm trying to make shit like this cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make getting good grades cool i'm trying to make exactly. not bullying cool so you know it's like it's hard, it's how to get to the kids like mentality is what i'm always trying to chase you know what it is i always take i, I, I reflect on me mm-hmm. like what did i want as a kid like my thing is i always wanted a dad yeah i wanted an active father i don't give a fuck it was a stepdad a nigga my mama dated for 10 years <laughs> i wanted someone to take their time and say you know what i love you mm-hmm. i'm proud of you you can be yourself mm-hmm. without doing this and i'm gonna give you a prime example we were talking about football earlier i watched the Aaron hernandez trial thing Ooh. right yeah, and it can it, relate to this beyond the CTC, just how his dad, you know, everything was good because his dad was there. Remember, right? And then when his dad died, that's when shit popped off. Motherfucker yeah. killed two people, went and played a fucking amazing season, and got all that money. Yeah, you kill someone else because you're tripping. Like without without discipline and structure, we mm-hmm. all fall apart. Like like if you build this house without no good structure or no good foundation, oh, what yeah. happens? It's gonna Earthquake fall down. Fall down. Yeah, it, it's down. Most kids are just missing a good foundation and good structure. That's it. Mm-hmm. Your mom, bro, I'm a, I don't care what no one say. Moms are great. I love my mom to death. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a man, once I have it in my mind, I'm a man, my mom can't tell me nothing. She right. physically can't beat me. <laughs> yeah. It's easier for, I could leave home, it's easier for a man in the world than a woman. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I tell people, you got to catch kids. and you, Like you say, pull them aside one-on-one. And like a lot of kids I mentor, once I build a relationship with, I tell them, I love you. And I'm proud of you. There's nothing wrong with saying we gotta understand that with men. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with saying I love you to another right. man. If it's if it's <laughs> yeah, that type of love, yeah, yeah. you feel me. But a lot of people, like like a lot of my friends, I tell them like, I love you. You yeah. know, most times you probably drunk when you say it. <laughs> but with the kids, you gotta tell the kids you love them because they, bro. I see kids like young kids on TikTok or on Twitter. Oh, no one loves me. Like bro, I'm pretty sure someone loves you. Yeah. But they're not yeah. telling yeah. them they love you. And the sincerity of, you know, I tell people right now, I'm not gonna be friends with a 16 year old. Mm-hmm. I'll be a peer I'll be a mentor yeah, exactly. we're not gonna be friends meaning friends as in joke you can talk shit to me talk shit to me. no I'm an adult I love you I'm proud of you I'm here for you anytime and uh, my boy uh, uh, nothing but love Zamir he he taught me this we gotta get out of that judgmental state mm-hmm. we judge I judge people off the, he'll tell you I, if I don't like you I'm like yeah I don't fuck with him I think you tell him he goes bro you're tripping you're fucking bipolar right now Right. Which it, it'd be like that but I learned I'm starting to learn not to be judgmental Especially with youth, because you got to say, 
they don't know shit. No, they don't. And they don't, like you said, they absorb everything like that. They absorb, cup, yeah. And they'll add more. So you tell them they suck once, they just stack that shit higher yeah. and higher, you know? Like like right now. It's a lot of young dudes. My son did it. They smoke weed, right? Mm-hmm. At first, I was tripping. Like, then I had to sit back and think, like, well, fuck, it's, it's legal. So yeah. that's not, it's just weed. Mm-hmm. And they could be doing worse. And why are they doing it? My whole thing is, are you doing it because you want to? Mm-hmm. Or are you following someone to do it? Mm-hmm. Now, you're choosing to do it. Why? How are you getting this? Okay, bam. Then you tell them this, this, this. And when you tell them like that without judgment, most of them stop doing it. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Because they just have some older dudes that's probably like, oh, yeah, smoking weed's cool and it looks good and girls like it. Yeah, exactly. Like, so you're smoking because <laughs> it looks cool. Like, it's not really helping you. It's not calming you down. Mm-hmm. It's not making you work harder. It's understand like what you do is, is that's that's a good thing, man. I commend you for that. I respect that because sitting them down singular alleviates all that pressure, that yeah. peer pressure. Yeah, you can't call out kids or discipline kids in a crowd because then it gets that they get that like oh like you you want to act tough you know what I mean yeah. and then they try and bounce back off of you yeah. you know you watch you watch a lot of Netflix or movies sometimes uh every, yeah every now and then especially you, with quarantine I have you watch a uh, Coffee and Kareem. Nah, I haven't. Coffee cream, like it's like it's kind of like that. Hilarious. It's hilarious, but it's this little fat kid with dreads, mm-hmm. you know. And his mom is dating a white cop, and he's <laughs> black, and his mom's black. But he's so against the cop because he's with his mom that he's trying to act tough. Mm-hmm. He pays the guy to kill the, the the boyfriend. Yeah, he tries to pay the dude, but that, the moral story is he warms up, and then they finally break down. Like you know what? I'm just mad because my dad's not here. Yeah, all I have is my mom. You're taking her from me because she loves you, but. We can understand that you can coexist in this different type of love. Yeah, and people understand this different type of love. Like, like I hate when I, when somebody I meet, hey, I love you, bro. Much love, bro. I'm like, you don't mean that shit. <laughs> you just say that shit because it's cool, right? You know. And I tell people like, like everyone uses bro now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when I tell someone, hey, I might just say, what's up, bro? Just as bro as in cool. But I say, hey, that's my bro. It's mm-hmm. a different meaning. You know. And I think we all do like that. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, you got to be honest with people and empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that exactly, yeah. especially with the kids. You gotta, you gotta. Um, what's the word? You just gotta be able to relate with them. You yeah, know? you got. You gotta kind of talk to them. down to them. You can't talk down. You gotta talk all eye level with respect. In order to get respect, you gotta give it, mm-hmm. and it can't be bought. You can't purchase. You can't buy a kid everything and think he's gonna respect you. You're just ATM. Mm-hmm. You gotta give respect to get it straight mm-hmm. up. So going back to your music career and obviously talking with Maserati, how did you? I mean, what inspired you to pick those outlets as far as a career? Um, well, like me and him, business partner wise, I always want to do multimedia. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know who Ted Turner is, Bob Johnson. These are these are uh, billionaires that did multimedia, and they sold their companies off. And there's no one really doing multimedia where we're from. Now, with eighty one, eighty two, it's like me and my bro, uh, DJ Red Rum. He was born eighty one. I'm born eighty two. It's kind of like our friendship. Mm. Our relationship was we've never done nothing wrong. We never got we, we've been in arguments, but never like fight with each other and at my lowest at his lowest we were together I remember like bro sleeping in the car homeless with $10 Dang. it was split nap and me getting in jail fighting life in prison and he, he buying the lawyer and never when everyone else just thought I was done he held it down so that's where 81A2 came from that me choosing that was just basically saying like, like me and Glenn here is wouldn't you want to be around people who inspire you to go mm-hmm. higher right like imagine like if you were here right now doing this podcast and it's your boy on the camera and the other boy's like, hey, you need water or something, but you guys have the same vision. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you need a solid team. Anything you do in life, you need a team. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was the reason for 8182 Entertainment and then as far as talking with Maserati, bro, like, it's crazy how that happened. That was just like on some fluke shit. <laughs> like, literally, 
uh, we were at the studio drunk. Yeah. Our artist, Stupid Bar, shout out. He had this mixtape. Was it Sex, Love, Heartbreak coming out? Mm-hmm. Sex, Love, Heartbreak is going to come out. We're like, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, we were just talking about how rap used to be. Interviews on TRL and BET. Yeah. I don't even know what does fucking interviews with just artists. Right. Artists. Mm-hmm. I said, fuck it, bro. We had the lighting. I had my phone. I had the studio. Fuck, let's do let's do a fucking vlog right now. Let's interview him. Said we're drunk as fuck. If you go back and listen to that, that one, it's kind of fucked up. What's the artist? Uh, Stupid bars. bars. Okay. Yeah, okay, check okay, out yeah. the first. It's the very it's the first. first it's the first episode. So I do it. Fluke, bro. It's only twenty minutes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's where it starts, you know. It starts. So when I did it, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm the fucking best. I got a multimedia company network. We're popping. And I'm like, all right, fuck, who am I interviewing next? Yeah. <laughs> who the fuck? But I knew a lot of people, mm-hmm. bro, I swear to you, once we posted it, about a couple days went by, my inbox was, hey, can I get an interview? Hey, yeah. do you charge? I'm like, no, nah, I just do it. Then I thought about it. I was like, no one does interviews. Yeah, not like this. Not like this, where you can sit and talk and I'm asking you where you're from, how you doing, what's the music and the steps. Mm-hmm. So that's was the, the uh, kind of beginning uh, Cash Cali hit me and when, when I did the Cash Cali it was oh my god it was because he was so animated and yeah. it, it was that's like one of the, the biggest views we got and it's like when people seen that they were like well I can top him and I got a better story right. then I got the older artists they're like well these young dudes don't know what, and then it became <laughs> an outlet and it, mm-hmm. bro it just manifested into like nine, nine, now we are 19 episodes and bro, I'm booked like next weekend already for three interviews nice I, so yeah. and, and it's crazy because it made me want to leave music in the sense of being an artist like that because I'm like, bro, you pretty, I don't know, how many hours, how many hours do you think is in Orange County? About 100? Yeah. Uh, under 150 for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What's one more? You're not going to miss me. Yeah. You're not going to miss me. All right. It's a young man's game. But then how many people are doing interviews with artists sitting down getting a note and giving you the backdrop? Right. Out of the 150 artists that you that we could say is out there, any one of us in this room, Name something you know about them personally that they've told you beyond their music because we don't know if the music is true. Right. No one's doing it. No yeah. one's really tapping into them beyond their music. And I feel like when you only want someone for their gift, you're, you're using them. You're mm-hmm. not really caring. You're not really saying, I like this artist. We like Tupac because of Tupac's story. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we like Same Drake. with Nipsey. With Nipsey. We love Nipsey's story. But how do we get their story? Constant interviews. Right. Constant books. So what I said was, everyone has a record label. Everyone has a crew. No one has a multimedia company. Mm-hmm. No one has a company that's going to go and find a story in journalism. Mm-hmm. Like like this podcast, you're mm-hmm. reaching out to people saying, hey, let's really talk. We don't have to talk about music. We can talk about sports. We can talk yeah. about this, politics. That's what it was about. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie to Like He's been there a couple of them. We have other people in the background. But we enjoy it. Yeah. Drinking. Hey, so what's this? Oh, fuck you. Okay, it's cool. You know, like my boy Black Ice. I don't know if you've seen the Black Ice one. That one was crazy. Nah, I haven't seen that one. Check out the Black Ice one. <laughs> Check out, bro. He was, he's animated. But I just think like, what I wanted to do with 8182 was really promote positivity, mm-hmm. unity, and loyalty. That's one of our models is loyalty over everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you might not be the best, but I'm loyal to you. You're oh, loyal yeah, to yeah. me. No paperwork. We're just chilling. So that's how that came about. But it's, it's kind of like taking its own path now because... Um, you know, we got sh- like the shirts, we got the merch, and we've um, we've done basketball games for the community. Nice. We did the socks and sweater drive for the community. We did a beach community potluck for the community. Uh, so we try to do everything. Mm-hmm. We try to do be a part, of it, but not what everyone else is doing. What we do, how we I feel do. you. Yeah, All right, you know. So in the very beginning, what were some of those tougher obstacles of getting eighty one and eighty two started? 
uh, being in prison. That was the tough one. <laughs> yeah. That no, was, that's one. That's one. <laughs> Two is getting people to believe in you. Yeah. Like to tell someone, um, I just got out of prison in 2017 to say, hey, look, I got this idea. It's this. Because like, honestly, um, in 2017, when I came home, I didn't see anyone with a legit label setting. And I could be wrong. Maybe I didn't see him, but no one was having community events. No one was having basketball games in, right. the, in, the, in the community. No one was doing things to say, we're rappers, but we're going to get back to community. Mm-hmm. So the hardest part was, one, finding people that believe in your vision. Two, the financing. Three, other artists that are serious. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find that, bro. Because like, all these young artists, they want to come to the studio, get high, get drunk, yeah. and just freestyle some shit. And you're like, bro, that shit's trash. <laughs> hey, bro, that shit's horrible. Yeah. And another big obstacle is... um. Which is, to me, social media is 50-50. It's an obstacle, mm-hmm. but it's also a blessing. So what I mean by that is, you can't just put up the real. If I just show people like, oh, we're only here trying to do this, they're like, oh, we don't want to see that. So you have to only show when you're going shopping, mm-hmm. when you're spending money, when you're partying. Like, a lot of times we go out, we used to frequent a bar called Bottoms Up in Anaheim. Oh, yeah, I've heard yeah, of Bottoms that, Up. Bro, <laughs> it should be our spot. I'm talking about for like six months straight, every Saturday, we go in there and party. Right. And I remember when they were like, well, who are you guys? We tell them who we are, 8182 Blue. Then that's when we start kind of clicking, like, the exposure, you have to seem normal. Mm-hmm. You have to be regular. You can't put yourself above people. Right. So the the I would say the main obstacle was just finding that lane that, like, to set us apart. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest obstacle. Mm-hmm. The biggest obstacle. And you mentioned earlier, too, giving back to the community. I think that's huge. And a lot of these younger artists maybe don't get that. And I think... No one in Orange County I've seen has done that. But if you look at when I spent time in Sacramento, mm-hmm. first thing someone from Sacramento will tell you about is Mozzie. You've heard of mm-hmm. Mozzie, right? Yeah. He gives back to the community, especially exactly. Oak Park, where he came from. Yeah. And so, like, everyone, whether you like his music or not, everyone's ride or die for Mozzie. I mean, he's like the king of that city. So if some young artist, whether it's Fora, it doesn't matter how big you are, you start doing that in Santa Ana, Anaheim, because there's a lot of need in those communities, too. There's big needs. Yeah, you could really just up your status, but it has to be genuine. It can't be fake, obviously. We, we know when it's fake. Yeah, obviously. We, yeah, you can tell. Um, I'm going to say this. Um, I remember the first thing I did for the community, with, and the community came out, but not how I expected, was uh, our first Socks and Sweater Drive in 2018. Socks and Sweater Drive, what our Socks and Sweater Drive is every year, um, either three weeks before Christmas or two weeks before Christmas, we go to Chaparral Park in Anaheim. I buy my own sweaters. He buys his own sweaters. Our whole team buy their own sweaters. We put them up. Then we take donations from people. And people, we don't put it up. We don't show why, when the people are giving. We just get it. We don't do no promotion of, of that part. Mm-hmm. But what we did was, when you brought your socks or sweaters, what we did was we bring our own hygiene and we would make bags. So we put a, a sweater, uh, about two pairs of socks, what was it? Uh, beanies. Beanies. And hygiene. Hygiene. Okay. And we would make bags. And we had, last year we had about over 100 bags. I forgot how many bags we had. Dang, though. okay. And what we would do is now whoever's, you know, we have barbecue, we have food, music, drink. If you was at the park, we all huddle up, say everybody thank you. Then we would show the bags to the community. Like, this is what people donated. Yeah. We would take those bags. I'd take maybe five, this 10, whoever, how many you want to take. And we'd hand out to the homeless. Oh, okay. Nice. We go out to the homeless. Don't record that part. Yeah. And would like I was real respectful. I walk up to him like, "Hey, you guys homeless?" They're like, "Yeah, I got some from the community, not from me. Right. This is from your community of Anaheim. Mm-hmm. We did that. Um, that was one thing. And like, and also like the uh, we had a community basketball game mm-hmm. at uh, Boys Ring Park in last summer, last 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 June, July. Le- last July. And a lot of artists that you know, uh, shout out to them. They came out and it basically, bro. We had shout out to Crystal's Catering. 
B Reds. Uh, what was B Reds called? I forgot his company. Oh my god, B Red. B Red. He does barbecue, tacos, mm-hmm. everything. Them two, those caterers came out and fed the community for free. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like it was so much food. They Man. came, yeah, they came and fed for free. Oh, <laughs> shout out Seven Twenty Seven Barbershop because they they also provided all the drinks. Mm-hmm. So these are black owned community businesses that's giving back to community. We had a basketball game. Where, it was hot as fuck, bro. Degrees, bro. <laughs> I was laid out. But a lot of artists came out because predominantly artists playing the sport. Yeah. And like that. And that's the thing. Like, I, it, bro, it's, it's, it's artists way more money than me. You got Young Pinch. You got Four. Um, it's not hard to do. No, it, it isn't. It's not. It's like, mm-hmm. and if they did it, you know what I mean? People will come out, oh, DJ Charisma. She can do it. Like, yeah. like, like, one of my problem with DJ Charisma is this, right? It's funny. You, when Nipsey passed, shout out, she came back to do that for Nipsey, but you just can't come back every year and have a basketball game mm-hmm. or have a concert. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not asking you to give me nothing personal, just right. the community. Mm-hmm. Show the world, like, hey, this is where I'm from, like, and it's crazy. So, but that's not something you can force someone to do. It got to be in their heart. Right, exactly. If it's not in their heart, they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Mozzie does it. Nip did it because they know what it means to come from the struggle, mm-hmm. to come from nothing. They know how important it is for a young kid to see you and be like, oh, you know, Pac did it. Right. And that could have inspired Nipsey, you know? He'll tell you it did. He'll tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different. Like, like to see that, to like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, they come back and, you know, like they do that in Atlanta. You know, Atlanta, they have Zone 6 Day. Yeah. Where 21 Savage, uh, Young Thug, and all them, they, they throw in this thing. And I also want to shout out uh, the homie BH. So a lot of people don't know this, but um, since 2004, BH, uh, B-Red, a lot of guys have put together what's called 714 Day. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, damn, is it? This is day, it's a Sunday before Labor Day, right? Mm-hmm. The Sunday before Labor Day, every year they've had a, a picnic. It used to be at Boys and Rink, then they moved it to uh, Hart Park, mm-hmm. where they feed the whole community damn. for free. It had bounce house for the kids, music, feed the community. And it's been going on for like, man, years. Mm-hmm. O- OC Register never posted, OC Weekly never posted, you know. And, and that's for the streets and not a community. And a lot of people don't tell you that because, mm-hmm. like, these young cats don't care. Right. Let's keep it real. The, the average <laughs> artist don't give a fucking less. They just want to get rich, fuck bitches, and do drugs. Right. And have a fucking nice car. Yeah. Or uh, what's the shoes? Balenciagas and yeah, Margellas yeah. and shit the like that. Yeezys or whatever. Yeezys. Yeah. I, I wear Yeezys. I got, I got, right. a, couple <laughs> pair, I got a couple <laughs> pair of Yeezys. Hold on. Don't blow me. But not, but, like, it has to be in your heart, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think, like. I see, like, like when your when your podcast goes up to tear where you're getting um, sponsors that's giving you ten thousand, mm-hmm. I can see you giving back because you came oh, from Santa. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna give back to Orange. You're gonna give back no, to Santa. Yeah, you don't need my money. You fuck off. <laughs> you guys have it. You good? Yeah, you good. And that's how I am. That's why a lot of all my shit I do and we do. I tell my team, I, I, I'm drilling the head. Anaheim, Anaheim, mm-hmm. Anaheim. We're doing Anaheim. You know, like for uh. Like for Nipsey Hustle, like we had the uh, the kind of like visual for Nipsey Hustle in Anaheim at this this building I want to buy for our community center we're trying to get, um and bro it was so much love like three hundred people came out Damn. to the Nipsey uh, Nipsey Hustle visual and shout out DJ VIP which is Nipsey's real DJ he showed up Damn. he came and showed love and uh we took pictures I never posted them because I just felt weird about posting them but yeah then we did my brother's uh kind of like visual that passed away it was like a hundred some people there and we've, we started to make it to people where people come out to Anaheim like when we say we have an event this is where we're at if you're from Anaheim or Orange County let's congregate let's, yeah. let's, let's show unity and show love and I think it's getting back there you know I see a lot of artists Um, shout out to the artists like Dom the Kid uh, I think it's Dom the Kid OC Lord uh, James Frazier uh, Live Visuals they're, uh, they when they were doing the uh, middle school tour you see oh that? okay yeah, yeah I've seen that yeah um, at first I was against it Cause I'm like, uh, what kind of, but 
I see what they were doing. Right. You know, to go to a middle school, you know, as a rap, you can be any kind of rapper in a middle school kid think you're hot. You know, yeah. Like, oh, he's top, he's pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that gives them a, a, another vision of mm-hmm. saying, hey, I could be a rapper because this guy's a rapper and mm-hmm. he's here. You know, and it was it was very, it was very cool. Mm-hmm. It, I, I liked that. At first, I didn't like it, but then it, I understood when someone sent me down, I was like, no, you got to look at it this way. Yeah. You know. And seeing that shit is, is really inspiring because even as an adult and just hearing what you guys did too with the 8182 yeah. uh, tournament, the basketball tournament, I remember working with Boys and Girls Club. I got to work with uh, AC Green, and he had a camp mm-hmm. in Century High School in Santa Ana. Century yeah. is not a good high school at all, not at all. But he yeah. went out his way to yeah. Santa Ana and put you know, a bunch of kids from Garden Grove, Anaheim, and Santa Ana, the really poor communities, and you know had this you know camp for them for basketball. Yeah. And it was also like a, a leadership camp too. Yeah. But that, I thought that was super cool. Uh, Big Boy, one of my inspirations, he had the OC Block Party, which was I think like 2017. I think mm-hmm. I just graduated college. And he had like La Sonora Dinamita and mm. like One Way and like Nucleus. So he had like funk and Spanish yeah. artists. Ramon Ayala was there too. So that was super t- cool to see Big Boy put that on, right? He's not even from Orange County like that. And then he also, the next year, or this past year, he had Real Street Fest. Yeah. It was a real street that helped him, but well, he had was, the idea. Wasn't that, that with like, um, was that the Cube one or the other one? The real street fest. I remember that was no, that, that was, was with the, that was a bunch of it was, yeah, it was, it was like Migos, Future. Okay, was at Hunderson. What, yeah, was yeah. At okay, now what does that tell you? Right. When outside people know we should be doing this in this area. Right. And shout out to Recipes Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant did a lot of shit mm-hmm. for Orange County, like yeah. a lot of help. The clinics and Tiger like Woods. That he didn't even yeah. say. Yeah, Tiger Woods don't even man. Tiger Woods things help. I think I think we just had a um, I think it takes someone from here. A street rapper, and I, don't get me wrong, you don't have to be street, you could do it, but I think to appreciate and to do the right thing, mm-hmm. like, a street rapper, and I talked to some dudes, I was like, man, if, if I had a meal, if I had that type of money, bro, it'd be something every year. Like, mm-hmm. we were going to do the basketball tournament again this year. Mm-hmm. In in gym, though, in gym, because last year was hot as fuck outside, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, shit, no, yeah. shit was hot as fuck. It's like, it yeah. was going to do in East Anaheim. Okay. COVID happened. Uh, we also had the love fest. We're going to do a, a, a love fest, you know, uh, where we were going to bring like 20 up and coming artists at the park. Nice. And it was just going to be, we're going to have vendors, mm-hmm. we're going to have smoke shops, we're going to have uh, cars pull up, mm-hmm. and it was just an event, like, we wanted people to start doing stuff. Um, we even talked about, uh, I was working with Swag Nation Magazine, they're in a magazine out of Anaheim, pretty big, um, we were trying to do the Orange County Hip Hop Awards mm-hmm. in December. Ooh, that'd be hard. Yeah, we were trying to do that, and we're, <laughs> like, legit, though, like, have a panel, yeah. submit your music, there's no frenzy shit, the panel, you can't know no one on the panel. And then also what I've been trying to work on personally, this is me personally, is the Orange County Hip Hop Summit. Okay. I've been talking to some older heads where basically I want to rent a big ass room and have a panel and me as the moderator where I wanted the panel to be some DJs, some producers, some older heads. And then I wanted to have some of the newer artists. And I just want to conversation. What can we do as a whole to unify Mm. and do a unified push? It's better when you unify push because the world sees you guys as unity. Like look at Atlanta. Mm Mm-hmm. Look at New yeah. York. They're unified. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they have beef, you don't really know about some of the Atlanta beefs. They, they keep it on a hush. Mm-hmm. We know Jeezy and Gucci don't like each other, mm-hmm. but they make sure they're not the same place and they, they still push that. Yeah. You know, and I think I think it takes us... To, to lead, you have to be strong mm-hmm. and you have to lead by example. So if I'm trying to do all this stuff, I can't be bickering with people. I can't say, oh, I don't fuck with him. I don't... I'd like. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I, I don't like judge it. nobody. Mm-hmm. You don't like me. Fuck you. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. If you do like me, that we can talk business. We can make it happen. No one's perfect. Right. Bro, I do shit I'm not supposed to do. <laughs> I apologize and I go on with my day. Mm-hmm. But I think it's getting there. I think I think a lot of people have good stuff in their heart to do. Mm-hmm. I just think that they don't have the means and a lot of people want, you know, a lot of people want fame. 
Mm-hmm. Fame. Oh yeah. If you ask a lot of these rappers, they don't want money. They say they want money, <laughs> but they can't say they want money because they say they already got it. Yeah. It's the fame they want. Yeah. Bro. But it, I think it's. I, I don't think wanting fame is a bad thing. It's like what you're gonna do with fame, or what? Why is it that you want fame? Because I always wanted fame as a kid. I always wanted to make it to the league, play NFL, because I wanted to get back, like right from the get. But that's not fame. That well, that isn't that isn't fame. You're right. But if I had a platform, I guess. Yeah. You I mean if I like Tony Gonzalez, if I made it to the NFL, even if it was like it undrafted, he's a level of fame though. There's yeah. A lot of NFL well, guys. You think you think Ezekiel Elliott? He getting a lot of just publicity no, from being a football like. Football. But I'm saying Ezekiel can walk into any room, people know who he is, and if he wants to start that's a charity, a level of fame. he can start a charity like that. But it, you know, it's different for just an average dude from Santa Ana, Orange County, mm-hmm. to start a charity versus Ezekiel Elliott or Tony well, Gonzalez. The reason why I say. Shout out to Tony Gonzalez because yeah. he does a lot of work and he's probably one of the best tight ends ever yeah, besides yeah, Gronk. <laughs> uh, but the um, reason why I say it's not a level of fame, when I say fame, it's Drake fame. Okay. Kanye, where you can't go nowhere. I'm pretty sure if Ezekiel Elliott walked towards Kanye, most people wouldn't know who he was. I guarantee, if he just dressed regular, not the yeah. extra dollar shit how he dressed. <laughs> you see, even with Dak Prescott, you know how I know that? Oh, yeah. Because no, you know yeah. remember when Dak Prescott was, when he first got drafted, he was in Venice just walking around. No one even knew who he was. Yeah. A lot of football players don't have security. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say fame, and I'm going to just keep it real about a lot of rappers, artists, even in the industry, and they'll tell you. I do my research. A lot of artists get fame before money. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Tupac yeah. had the most fame. He died broke, bro. Mm-hmm. He died broke. Not broke us, but yeah. he, I don't even think he had a million. He wasn't Jay-Z. No, yeah. he wasn't Jay-Z. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Future had fame before he had real money. Mm-hmm. Even DJ Mustard was saying that he just brought back his masters. So the reason why I say fame is the notoriety. When people see you, they equate someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can have hood level fame. I remember having hood level fame where, because I was doing so much dumb shit in the streets, mm-hmm. when they see me, there goes that dumb fuck over there. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can yeah. get fame. Like, like this mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, academics. Mm-hmm. He has more fame than he has money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He has more fame than he has money because I know anyone will recognize DJ Academics just because his Twitch. Yeah. Everyday struggle mm-hmm. and the, his antics online. Mm-hmm. You know, so fame is a monster. Like that's what Kanye West said. It's a monster because fame will eat you up inside out. Mm-hmm. You know, and Kanye talks about it. Money is funny because money brings out the true you. Oh yeah, and money will kill you. Money, money will fuck your life off. It don't even heal the pain. And money will fuck your life off worse. Look at Charlie Sheen. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sheesh. She's like you would think, yeah. bro. All that fucking. You were, how much was he getting a show for? Uh, that show. Two and a half man. Yeah, bro. Like two million a show, yeah. three million a show. <laughs> bro, this dude has AIDS now. Ridiculous, man. But then I heard a story, bro. He would have a kilo of coke, prostitutes, and porn star. Like, mm-hmm. bro, what the what the you're that self absorbed. Mm-hmm. You see, and imagine like here's, here's the thing I look at, like okay, prime example now, the stimulus check. How many oh, you yeah. see people going crazy? Yeah, <laughs> people are going crazy yeah. with the stimulus check. So I think fame's the worst thing ever, bro. Like fame, mm-hmm. like like I know it sounds crazy because I do shit that I want to be seen, and like he'll mm-hmm. tell you like I have that attitude. Well, I'm, okay, I'll be on my Instagram going up. Yeah, yeah. But I tell them all the time. I check myself so I don't have an ego. Like ask anyone on my team. I hate when they play my music. Bro, I literally would tell them, turn that shit off. You don't like your music? No. Why? Because I don't want to be self-absorbed. Mm, okay. I'm okay. checking myself. Okay. Because I used to be self-absorbed. I thought like, oh, my shit better than everybody. I'm the hottest out. Yeah. Then like, no, actually you're not. You're subpar, but they just like you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But I do that to check me because imagine us three here chilling and some girls. And I, all we're playing is our shit. They're like, hey, can you pull in the new Drake? No, fuck that. I'm hotter than Drake. They're going to be like, yeah. oh my God. Fuck. Well, yeah. How are okay, you better than Drake? Saying, yeah. I want to feel comfortable. Yeah, put that new Drake on. Yeah, fuck mm-hmm. it. Then when you do that, people are like, well, don't you do music? Let's hear your stuff. They'll get around to I it. See you're saying, okay. But, but we got some people that they just want to hear their shit. I'm like, yeah. I'll be here. Fuck. That's a true, that's a true story. Yeah. That dude does it every time. Every time. And, and they'll try to slip it on me. Like, I'm like, man, turn that shit up. I will, bro, I could be drunk as fuck. I'm like, hey, you know what? Turn that off. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, you got to check yourself. I, I look at Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Look what, that dude was self-absorbed. Yeah, he was. And now he's getting there. Even Jay-Z, a lot of these artists are like, like even Drake, you know, Drake, I tell you, he was self-absorbed. Now he's more like, mm-hmm. okay. You know, and I feel like, you just gotta be true to you. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. That's it. And a lot of people aren't. You, you see, I see. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. And it's easy to tell. Easy to tell easy. for sure. Easy. So, just going back to the Orange County artists. I mean, who do you like from Orange County? Oh man, I got I got my favorites. Off the top of your head. Off the top of my head, you how many want? You mean five? Five to ten. Five to ten. Okay. Tavi J. Oh yeah. I fuck with Tavi J. He's nice. Yeah, Tavi J. Travis Chase. Uh, I've already told people Dom. I already told people Doso Official. Uh, our artist Stupid Bars. Fuck with Stupid Bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Damn. Lalo Gotti. Uh, shit. If I forget somebody, they're going to be like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I'm trying to think about time. Let me, let me see. Because, um, you know, so many people got a whim. I'm a yeah. big whim fan. Yeah. Big whim fan. Medusa Spitz, bro. They'll tell you. Medusa Spitz. You, I heard of her. Bro, Medusa Spitz, bro. Look her up. Medusa okay. Spitz. Um, let me see. Most of all these are gonna be young cats because they're all coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Young Jay. Uh, who else? Uh, young uh, Zay. Young Zay. Zay twenty seven or whatever. Yeah, Zay twenty seven. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, Fat Doe, bro. I like Fat Doe, man. Yeah. I love Fat Doe because this is energy and how he acts. Um, Champagne Manzel. I'm liking his shit now. I'm okay. like, I didn't hear what he hear about him first, but now like I'm getting a bar of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Who else? My boy D Soul, Unspoken Views. Oh yeah, Unspoken Views, man. I just recently got put onto her. Bro, bro, she's nice. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm working on getting the interview, bro. Yeah, nah, you know, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get the interview. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Oh, tw- uh, TG31. Okay. Dutch 100. Um, I just found somebody I heard that like I really like it. Jay James. You ever heard of Jay James? Mm-mm. Bro, look up Jay James. He got a song called Condolence. I just reviewed it. Dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, shout out to my oh my Garden Grove niggas. Uh. I I I Jin. Oh, I have I've seen his music or his like stuff on Juice Unlocked, but I haven't listened. I Jin sat down and listened. I Jin, Danny Rose, mm-hmm. Kid Vista. I just my boy that lived next to him, uh, John Boy. I like he got this song I really like. It's a What If I'm mm-hmm. What If My What If I'm is dope. But because I, I really listen to a lot of people, like yeah. people be like, how do you? Because I just love music. Yeah. Um, who else? I'm trying to figure out who else. And I, I remember too in high school, like the group of friends I was around, they would tell me like, "Oh, Orange County artists are trash." But yeah. I went out of my way, and you know, do what the podcasts have gone to meet different artists. Yeah. But like when you listen to some, they might not all be great, but there's a lot of good artists yeah. oh, here. Oh, Trey Hendrix. Trey Hendrix, yeah. He got a voice. You yeah. know what about Trey yeah. Hendrix? Is? Sometimes I don't even listen to what he says sometimes, but he has the voice, mm-hmm. and then like he has this one song that's just so dope. Nice in Paris. Nice in Paris. Nice in Paris. I thought that shit was dope. Nice Paris. It's the one he got with Travis Chase. Oh, um, I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah, but Night of Paris, he kind of shocked me with that one. Like, like, I think what it is, is that we, we look, we, we, we judge harsh on our own Mm -hmm. compared to like, when I hear dudes in LA, that's not that good. But people are like, oh, that's dope. Like, that's not that good. Yeah. 
but it's so foreign because it's hard to say who wants to listen to or believe the guy that they grew up with or see across the street or you can see at the store when you can't see where this guy's at. So mm-hmm. what we think is trash, some dude in fucking Nebraska thinks is the hardest <laughs> shit ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I like, I like a lot of young If I miss anybody that they know I really fuck with, they'll probably cuss me. <laughs> they'll be like, yo, what's up? Yo, I thought you fuck with my music. You're fucking lying. Yeah. I wasn't lying. I forgot. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of good... I really fuck with Doughboy Tony, Wim, of course, too. Doughboy Tony, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Doughboy. You know what, Doughboy Tony? I'm not a real big conscious music fan, but I like him. And he's always like 18, 17. Yeah, he's young, too. Yeah. So there's a lot of young artists coming out from the juice. It's cool to yeah. see. It's, it's cool to see. Um, I want to see what they do in five years. Yeah. A lot of that's that's the thing, like, cause everyone's I feel like is in that under twenty three range. Yeah, you know? and it's crazy when you're under twenty three. Cause first, I'm old enough to be your dad, so that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> but the reason why I say it is, how you deal with real life problems, do you keep pursuing? Right. And that's the one to go with a one a two. Like, bro, like honestly, with a one a two, if I if I found like a venture capitalist or a private investor mm-hmm. to give me a hundred thousand, bro, I'd, I'd go snatch up some of them dudes and be like, like bro, here's ten thousand. Sign this, you know, legit, no bullshit, no 360 contract. Mm-hmm. You have action at your royalties, you're publishing, but just sign this, take this 10000 Don't go buy nothing stupid. Get you a place. Bam, we're going to hang your studio. Mm-hmm. We're going to take your music. What we're going to do is we're going to go to New York, Atlanta, Houston. Get you working. Then I'm going to take some of the other money and get you a feature from whatever artist you sound like. Yeah. Like with Wim. I'm gonna use, I love using Wim as an example. What I would do with Wim, bro, here's 10000 Fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're going to Atlanta. I want to link with Russ. Hey, okay. Let's go. Yeah. Then with Russ, the single with Russ, I would push that single with Russ, and I would, whoever I can get to fucking get it to Drake, hey, Drake, yeah. I got this songwriter, artist, uh, artist, I know you like to steal niggas' music. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know you like to steal niggas' music. Right. Let's go. And then by me doing that, mm-hmm. and this is a real shit, I no cap, I would release like, hey, so look, when. I got you where you want you with OVO. I'm going to just, you know, take my money and run. Mm-hmm. And I've built relationships with Drake, Russ, and the industry now. Yeah. Where I can come back, I come back and get the next artist. That's nice. You feel me? I can get a, a Dom type. Mm-hmm. I can take the Dom type and be like, hey, Dom, look. Hey, let's now. It'll be like, okay, I like your, your type of music. I would say, I'm going to get you down to Atlantic Records. You got your own 5150. Mm-hmm. Let me just do this and get you situated. Bam. Hey, let me get mine. You good. You over there. That's what people are scared to do is to... Mm-hmm. If you get 10% of 10 artists, that's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's people, that, yeah. you feel me? There's people in the industry yeah. that do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Snoop gave Bow Wow to Jermaine Dupri. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't deal with that, but here, let me get mine. That's why, you know, shit like that. So I don't think no one's thinking like that right now. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel like no one's thinking like that. They just want, oh, you got to be under my label. You got to be with me. And you got to, I don't even want you to say you with me. Just, right. Paperwork's legit. We're good. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Because yeah. even with the podcast, I, I my envision is to have a podcast network, people of different podcasts. But I want to get people on my team that are similar in vision, right? Because mm-hmm. and even if they have a good podcast, but they're not necessarily doing what I want to do, that's cool. I'll support you, but like, we don't have to be on the same team. I guess you're saying it's it's different, obviously, than labels. But I guess I can kind of relate in that no, sense. Well, what you well you know what you what you saying that is kind of what we're doing, but uh, different is. I'm going to give you the game, uh, a YouTube channel. Yeah. Once you get a YouTube channel, your podcast could be your podcast. Then the next one could be solely women talk. Yeah. You record it, you help it. You're basically producing their podcast mm-hmm. and you upload to your channel. Now the people that go to you say, oh, he has a girl talk channel. Let's go look at it. Yeah. You know, like, in a, like that's what Revolt did. Mm-hmm. Revolt has Joe Budden, I believe, and uh, Drink Champs. Mm-hmm. Two different type of yeah. podcasts. 
you know, complex as everyday struggle. They won with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's not as good without Joe Budden, but hey, that's <laughs> it. Um, I think people are scared to uh, have direct competition or have people around them that might succeed them. Mm, okay. I've been noticing that a lot. Like, yeah. people won't put someone around them that could, like, venture off farther than them. They want someone that's either with them or beneath them. Yeah, okay, I feel you. Well, I want someone ahead of me because I can learn from you. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll tell you, I, bro, I sit like, home and watch Jay-Z interviews all day. I watch everything Jay-Z. I'm trying to see what Jay-Z would do. Like, I feel like with us, only thing we're missing is that venture capitalist investment, that private investor. Because mm-hmm. when you have the mindset and the knowledge, you just don't have the... the and the venture capitalist investor is not the money. That's just the, that helps. It's that networking, yeah. relationships. Networking, man. It's relationships. Yeah. That that's the, and I'm not talking about music. I'm talking about business. Mm-hmm. Like that's the relationship that, that you need to say, mm-hmm. hey, look, I got this idea, and a person sit with you. I like that. Let's go. You know, like with uh Steve Jobs, the dude who gave mm-hmm. him ten thousand. That wasn't enough, but he seen it what they were doing. Like, okay, I'm gonna give you some more money. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you some more of that, and that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that it's networking, man. That's the biggest thing. When I try to take away yeah. from going to college, is like network, network, network as hard as you can, and that's the biggest thing too. I like having this podcast meeting because you inspire me. Other people that I've had on the show inspire yeah. me, and I'll get different ideas. And you're just trying to network with them because eventually they may be, baby, be, 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 yeah, maybe <laughs> be able to help you out. Whether it's just sharing a post or something like, because social yeah. media is powerful too. Even just resharing something yeah. might help, you know. Um, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, all started with friends in college. Mm-hmm. That's how I started. The, uh, who Bezos the, would be a millionaire. A billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Easy. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be the first trillionaire. He's slated yeah. to be the first trillionaire. Yeah. I think he's, they're gonna be. Says what is he at? Like three hundred billion or something? Yeah, like that? He's gonna be worth five billion dollars within five years. Well, because five trillion dollars. Five trillion. Yeah. Because five trillion. what happened was, you know, first his fuckers, he's trying to populate the moon. Him and Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> the COVID helped him. Yeah. Amazon went through the fucking. Roof. That's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. And they think about it. They had an IPO out. I read a story I was watching a story on Jeff Bezos when he first started Amazon it was supposed to be only for books mm-hmm. yeah it was only for books it was supposed and to be with like check was it check at the time yeah, I forgot so, what it yeah, was like something like that and um, he had this He when he was going to go public he was looking for investors he had a um, in the portfolio and he wrote it up he said we're going to lose money our first 10 years but we're in it for the long haul yeah. you're going to lose money but we're in it for the long haul mm-hmm. we're trying to take over like he wanted to knock out AOL and all that he said Amazon's gonna be the leading mm-hmm. retailer brick and mortar we're gonna kill them and look at it now yeah that's crazy huh <sighs> fucking crazy now he looks like the uh, Mr. Clean <laughs> but I was gonna say that's very similar to the what the guy at Tikiyaki that little mm-hmm. teriyaki bowl I was telling you about he's owned three different restaurants and one t- like I've been going there since 2013 and it's been around since 2009 I think but he told me like every restaurant that he started the first five years have been slow yeah and but now, like, you walk into Tikiyaki now, and they're closed on Sunday, so you couldn't go today. But any other day of the week, they're popping. Like, especially yeah. around lunchtime, dinner time, lines out the door, especially during COVID, you know, social yeah. distancing and stuff. But I, I thought it was crazy because I was going there when it was just, like, me and one other person. And I slowly saw him grow. And yeah. he told me, though, it's like, it's a process. The reason he folded his first restaurant is because he didn't make money in three years. And he was scared to go on with it. But he kept at it, and then he opened this spot up, and it's been successful. But it's you have like people don't think like that. The first five, maybe even ten years, yeah, you gotta you gotta take some losses, you know. We've been doing bad. Actually, fuck, what was the anniversary yesterday for bad? Mm-hmm. Our our company bad anniversary yesterday. We haven't we haven't made one fucking penny. We've been spending <laughs> money, but we haven't made money. But the impact has been yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, and to go into like Tiki, bro, I'm blessed. One of my homies from my hood, um, he was cooking fish out of his fucking house. Yeah. Like in his garage right here, and so one day he said, "Hey, you know, um." 
bring some of your people down. We're gonna uh, we open up our own shop off of Western and Florence in LA. I'm like, all right, bet I'm gonna bring my folks. We bring like 20 people. I'm I'm thinking like a hole in the wall shack, but we get there. There's flat screens. He gets a private room for us. It's pictures. Everything you can order up, and bro, the food's fucking dope. Yeah. And he's bro, he's booming. I'm talking about every time we go there, it's like man, it's a wait. Yeah. But I say that to like sometimes you gotta just keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't keep pushing eighty one two, bro. Like when you send me the questions, like, and you knew eighty one eighty two, that 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 makes me keep going. Mm-hmm. When people say eighty one eighty two, it makes me keep going because. You, people, you know how many ideas yeah. people started? Like, they don't finish. Right, right. You kept with it. You kept with it. And now I tell me, just keep going. Yeah. Like, like uh, rest in peace, when his mom passed, I uh, mean, his mom was real close. And I remember, I used to be, I used to be in prison, and she's always telling me, keep going. Mm-hmm. And I remember when she passed, and I spoke, and I'm crying up there and shit. Mm-hmm. And all I can remember her saying is, keep going. And I always, I tell people that. And some people won't grab it, bro. Like, like to some people, they'll see this, and like, oh, it's a little, because some of ours would be like that. That's a yeah. little, uh, but I see a vision because Apple started in the garage, mm-hmm. Snapchat, all that. And I tell people, man, the smallest vision could turn into the biggest dream. Mm-hmm. So keep going. Like I tell, uh, I was talking to this young dude. I was like, you know, music is the cheapest way to redecorate the world. Mm-hmm. It changes the mood in the world. A vision is the, is the cheapest way to redecorate your life. A vision. That's all you need. It's mm-hmm. one vision and the, the discipline and determination to do it. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. I actually the keep going part. I had a baseball player who played in the Mexico professional baseball, mm-hmm. but he told me too he got to play with Niger Morgan. I don't know if you're familiar with baseball nah. players like that. Okay, so he played, but he played in the like outfield there for like at least seven, eight years. That's in the good. MLB. Yeah, he's good. Too. And and he told me on the show like the thing he asked him was like you know what sets apart MLB players from dudes who you know never make it. He says honestly you just keep going. Like a lot of people flame out in Double A, Triple A. By the time they hit 26, they realize oh it's not the money that you, you wanted to make. So you just got to keep going. And, like, not everyone's going to be that superstar Mike Trout or Kobe or LeBron in their sport. But, I mean, if you really love what you want to do, and it doesn't matter if you come up at 30 or 23, you know? What was the dude named? You a Laker fan? Uh, No, I'm a Celtic fan, actually. What the fuck? I got the enemy. The enemy's right across from us. I respect the Lakers. Uh, What was the dude last season? Bro, he, he was 32. Mm-hmm. He played oh. D-League. He went overseas. He finally made the Lakers, and they put him in, like, the last game. LeBron was like, put him in. Mm-hmm. And he finally played in a league, a league game. Something like, Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That was Anthony his, Johnson, was it? Uh, I don't remember his first name. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was inspiring to me because, like, don't get me wrong. Like, everybody asked me, why are you not being an artist anymore? Why are you done being an artist? I said, I don't want to be an artist more. I want to be a business. Like, I, I mean, him always say mobile mindset. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to. Do the the Birdman, the the Jay Z. I, I signed that artist. Now he goes and do what the fuck he wants. Right. We're getting money, but but legit. Like, nah, I don't want to work nobody. I don't. I don't feel good when I work somebody. Like, like I used to be a slimy nigga like that. Like, okay, I got finessed him for this. Yeah. Now I don't feel right. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't. I'm like, oh no, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. And so I think like you should. I always tell people keep going. Um, and also uh, have specific goals. Like, don't be just having. Oh, I just want to be the number one rapper in the world. Well, come on, man. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's be honest here. Yeah, yeah. More, more you know, specific. You know what I'm saying? Like with the video, I see a lot of video dudes. A lot of dudes who do videos. And I see them and they're just taking, oh, give me 150. Give me 200. They're shooting quick. They're not taking, they're not putting care into it. They're not mm-hmm. like saying, I want this shit to be dope as fuck. Even though you gave me $100, I'm going to give you some $1,000 work and watch mm-hmm. when this shit go. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, I'd rather do shit for free. Cause if I do something for you for free and I do so good at you, like fuck. Yeah. 
this dude must love doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like when you when someone comes to your house and you cook for them. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, this dude cook. Man, I just wanted a sandwich, bro. He, <laughs> the fuck? He making me ch- Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, yeah. She's loving to do that. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't get that. They just they want quick, quick shit, quick shit. So. I feel that. All right. So, yeah. so transitioning to this year with COVID-19 and the, and the climate, obviously. But what are some goals that you still have remaining for this year, 2020? Oh, man, we got big goals. I really um back to reading like a book a week. Okay. Because I fucked up. I was partying a lot. So a book a week. <laughs> um, Really... Talking with Maserati, taking it to the next step. Uh, like we talked here, getting a banner for talking with Maserati, getting um, some for the mic. Um, I got a couple new shows I'm trying to produce. Uh, one, I'll tell you, live sessions. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do with live sessions is have artists come in, get in front of the mic and do a song and get like angles of it and just put it out. Also, um, we're going to get back on our doing our uh, business talk. We have a talk show. We got two we want to do, a business talk show where we're giving people, it's not about music. Mm-hmm. We're talking about real estate. We're talking about how to uh, get investors, how to get your credit right, how to start Dang. small businesses. And then we want to talk to small business owners. Yeah. And then the third show we're trying to get going is basically a freak nasty show with uh, basically where we sit down like in a situation like this with like three women. Okay. Talk about what they like and relationships, sex yeah, and right. shit like yeah. that while we drink, you know, champagne and shit. So really for the rest of the year with COVID is building our multimedia brand for 8182. Really going multimedia mm-hmm. where you can go to our YouTube channel and pick you want talking about Maserati, you want the music review, you want the relationship show, you want the business show, or do you want the live sessions? Mm-hmm. And then uh, just like that. And then hopefully, um, I reached out to a couple cats about uh, COVID shows. Yeah. So uh, setting up shows with artists where no one's in there, the artist performs with a camera, go live, and yeah. then people can watch it. Okay. I'm trying to do that. So just stand busy, bro. Like, let my mind wonder and then pinpoint what's actually reachable, what goal is reachable mm-hmm. like that. So that's what I'm trying to do with that. There you go. I like hearing that, man. Man. When do you think COVID-19, or at least the quarantine, and will essentially not maybe go back to normal life the way things were before, but how do you how do you see this progressing, I guess, down the road? Best case and worst case scenario. Best case scenario, they come with a vaccine by October. We're back. We're, we're the new normal. Okay. Mask, distancing. The worst case scenario, it goes on through the winter. I mean, through the summer, the, the virus mutates to a stronger strand. And we're living like this for the rest of for some years till they really find a cure for it because um, it thrives in cold. Yeah. And it has flu symptoms. So right. when November hits, we're back in the cold. Right. So now it's going to really be stay home, don't come out. If you're underlying something, I think we got to take it day by day, stay prayed up, keep your faith in God, and just mm-hmm. uh, find something to do inside. Like there's yeah. free schooling, there's um, hone your craft. You're an artist, you should have 100 songs. Yeah. 300 songs. At least writing, right? Right. You should at least you don't have be to record them, but just write them. Honestly, you can record them. This is, where I, this is my thing for all artists, mm-hmm. podcasts, journalists, vloggers. If you get a fucking $1,200 stimulus check and you don't invest home studio, yes, yes, mic, yes. laptop, you're not shit. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you that. Yeah. Now, honestly, like as soon as I got my stimulus check, I was like looking at like microphone upgrades, what I could do with the laptop and everything, yeah. finish paying off credit cards so I'm not in debt. But you know what I mean? Just like stepping my game up with this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know I can't go out and it's, it's tough, but doesn't mean you can't you gotta stop you know invest it's free money yeah. invest it mm-hmm. don't go buy some George's don't be on the don't be on Instagram yeah <laughs> invest it right so that's what I'm with that's funny too that reminds me of when people hold money to their ear on Instagram it reminds me of this Jay-Z lyric I don't know if you yeah. listen to the 4-4 album yeah of course like, 
hold it up on Instagram with money to your ear. That's a disconnect money. That's it, and we yeah. don't call that money over here. Yeah. yeah. You know, last thing you want to do on the gram, you know, Instagram. That's what we call it. Yeah. yeah. I'm always on Jay. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So before we wrap things up on the show, I do like to ask some fun, quick hitter questions just to get the art, uh, people to know you a little bit more. Uh, Maserati Shells. Talk with Maserati on Instagram. Um, slimiest ever. I don't give a fuck if you like me or not. <laughs> uh, man, no. Nah, just thank you for having me, bro. I yeah. think we talk about a lot of stuff. It's yeah, yeah. Some good shit. Do want to get some quick hitters in though? Go. Favorite toppings on the pizza? Right now, uh, oh, what the fuck is that pizza? Uh, it's this vegan pizza they have in uh, Echo Park, and it's like this fake cheese mm-hmm. and a fake pepperoni. So okay. vegan pizza. All right, all right, all right. If you could go back in history and talk to any person, dead or alive, who would you want to talk to? Tupac. Tupac. I need to hit him up energy. <laughs> I need to hit him up energy. What was you feeling at that time? Was it really fuck him? Fuck him. I need that. If you were stranded on an island, but food was provided, what are three things that you would want to bring to that island to pass the time? Studio equipment, camera, and uh, books. Okay. Do you have any book recommendations? Uh, Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, uh, Hustle Hard by 50 Cent, and... Damn it, what the fuck is that book? $48 a pot, Robert Green. Okay. If you can go to any time period in history or in the future, where would you want to go visit? Fuck. Uh, shit, that's crazy. Uh, 1870, still age. Rock, Rockefeller, Andrew Carnegie, mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan, all them. Yeah, how they monopolize everything. Yeah, how they monopolize. Okay. I like to hear about that. Yeah. Even though I'd probably be a slave, but still. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you go over there like, hold up, you belong over there. Oh, I can't talk to them? No, get your black ass over there. <laughs> no, I always tell people, because people have asked that question, like, yeah. I'm going to be, be be a slave or whatever. No, you know? I, I, I tell I, them, like, you nah. know, you're just, like, hovering. You're just like, hovering. Say, I would like to see that. You're in a bubble, that. yeah. Yeah, I would like to see, see like, in a time travel. Yeah, I mean, to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, I just be like, oh, that's how they did it. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Okay. If you could have any kind of exotic pet, what would you want to have? Tiger. Carol Baskin. <laughs> Karen, a tiger, man. I want a tiger. I want a big ass 600 pound tiger. Fuck right. it. Eat him. <laughs> I don't like him. Eat him. Now, if you could give yourself any uh, advice to your younger self, what would it be? Stay in school. Stay in school? Stay in school. Right. Fuck the street. Stay in school. Well said, man. We really appreciate you again for hopping on the man, show. Thank you for having me, man. Shout out. Yeah. COVID. Fuck COVID. Yeah, fuck COVID. For real. <laughs> for right, real. Yeah, Go ahead and sure. plug your uh, stuff again real quick. Uh, Maserati Shells on Instagram and everything. Okay. Uh, 8182 on YouTube channel. It's good. All right. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Boom. This is Noah Alvarez wrapping things up here on episode 107 of the My Mike and I podcast. If you really enjoyed this last episode and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you left a rating and review. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, or any of those other platforms, be sure to subscribe, be sure to follow, be sure to like if you can. And if you really like this show, I'd highly encourage you guys to go share it with a friend, cousin, uncle, aunt, a relative, ex-girlfriend, whatever, you name it. Share the podcast. I would really appreciate any support of the podcast that I can get. Now, also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at my period Mike and period I. You can also follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. I'm also a writer for Locker Room Sports. You can follow that sports blog at LockerRoomSportsCA.com. We have a, we also have a lot of pop culture stuff on there too, so it's not just sports on that website. But yeah, follow me for my writing. Uh, like I said, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Be sure to go check out popple.co. Use promo code LOCKER for 20% off. And go check out Phoenix Fit, F-N-X-F-I-T. And use promo code 
my mic and I with the letter N for 15% off. Again, shout out to Generic Sports for producing the instrumental. Shout out to Vince Correa for designing the My Mike and I logo and so many other things on the My Mike and I Instagram page. Shout out to Maserati Shells for being on this week's show, being a guest on this week's show. And shout out to you, the listener, for sticking it all the way through for another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Man, remember guys, stay safe out there. A lot going on. I encourage you guys to find a positive outlet for all those emotions that you're currently feeling. Remember, chase dreams, don't chase the checks, and man, just, you know, make the most of this quarantine, no matter what else you got going on, trying to have a positive mindset. I encourage you you guys to continue chasing your dreams and pursuing new things that you find that make yourself happy in the long run. All right, that's a wrap. I'm Noah Alvarez, the host of the Mike and I podcast, signing off. Till next time.